Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. To kick us off here, we've got our uh, special guest reappearing. It's Matt, Millionaire Matt. Hi-o. Hi, Matt. Hi, fellers. Long time no see. I know. How's it going? It's going good. I'm trying to figure out what's behind Ryan. Oh, I'll show you. He's going to show us. Oh. He's going to show get it. Am I? Oh, uh, well, it's the Miami Hurricanes. Two live crew. It's the two two live crew. Hi, Trixie. I went with a B, man. I know. It could have been the Monstars, too. Oh, the two live crew. They have great, such great hits. I think Pop That Pussy. Me So Horny. Oh, yeah. Me So Horny is a good one. Band in the USA. Let's look up the two live crew. Come on, Trix. What are you doing? I just gave you one band in the USA. I know. We want some pussy. Hoochie Mama. Pop that pussy. Do you have a great... I celebrate the whole discography. Do you? Do you have the decade of decade of hits goes to the movies? Oh, sure. It's got a very oily set of uh, black uh, boobies on the uh, album cover. Listen, who doesn't love a nice big... Oily set of titties. What does this say? Includes the new Two Life Crew Motley Crew hit song "Crew to Crew." Excuse me. Oh my God! Please, it's got to be Two Life Crew with the Motley Crew. Wow. I can't. You can't. No, I don't want to know. You're gonna listen to it later. Your interest is gonna get the best. Your curiosity is gonna get the best of you. That's why we call you Whiskers. And um, you're gonna you're gonna have to listen to it. I'm a high. Are you? Why do you guys have the high? What's with the high camera angles? Well, Matthew, um, as I mentioned last week, 
What did he say? He said he fixed his. Oh. Mine just auto tracks me, so it was high for a second. Well, Matthew, if you uh, listen last week, I said uh, we had done some, uh, you know, we had done some work in the office. We cleaned a few things out and I got a new desk. So oh. my new desk has a has a shelf on it, you know, like uh, for screens. So now I finally have two screens back working for me and um, the camera is raised up. Now, are these the same two screens that uh, have uh, the one Tony Nese is the background that I saw on the interwebs? Not, not for me. We have separate, you know, uh, logins to this computer. It's uh, Mrs. Money's background is uh, Tony Abs. Tony Abs. Yep. Ab Daddy. Is that what they're, is that what they call him? That's what Gina calls no. him. When he was, I think she had reminded me that when, uh, when they, uh, when they took over the acclaims gimmick for like two weeks, um, I think he was calling himself daddy abs, daddy abs, instead of daddy ass, you know, you see my daddy abs, I'll show you my daddy abs are not pretty. I'll tell you what, man, you took your shirt off at the hotel. You look like a rug, bro. Oh yeah. That hasn't changed. I didn't lose any hair. No, you did not. No. No, and I'm not going to get it lasered off because that can de. Uh, you can lose pigment in your skin. Oh, is that what happened to Sammy Sosa? No, Sammy Sosa is just a weirdo. He's white now. So white. I'm sure he would say that's from vitiligo. The same thing that uh, Michael Jackson claims he had vitiligo. But it looks like he's lightened himself somehow. Uh, the cream, as the kids say. That's <laughs> yes, he put the cream on. Put the cream on. Put the um, cream. How you guys doing? Doing well. Yeah. Doing well, Ryan's not paying attention. He doesn't care. I'm paying attention. You're talking about cream, and but a lot, whatever, however you say that. Vitiligo. Even I can say that. We said Lago the first time, so you changed it now already. Me or him? You. Yes. I think you had it. Just getting my faculties back after the weekend. Oof, by the way, I am feeling so tired. I just had to crack one of these ice cold Celsiuses that I love drinking so much. Oh, hold on. Let me take flavor a you got there, big guy. Let me take a sip. Hold on. Oh, that's good. Oh, it's uh, peach mango green tea. Wow. Is that the uh, carbonated vehicle or the flat no. guy? No, it's flat. For a guy like me who uh, who's not supposed to drink a whole lot of bubble fluids, this is perfect. This is perfect. Uh, uh, can I ask you a question there? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to you're going to drink this delicious uh, cellulose beverage. Celsius. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. Celsius. My apologies. I'm not a sponsor for Celsius. Neither am I. But here's hoping. Oh, you should be. How much how uh, how much energy are you going to get? Are you going to do like a three hour show here? Then you're going to, you know, poke Mrs. Money, wake her up, go to downtown. No, no, no. I don't know how much ener energy this thing gives you. No, it gives me enough to get through this show. That's that's sure all I can say. But you know what I love about it, Matthew? It's uh, it's got uh, no sugar. It's gluten free, kosher, non GMO. Oh, kosher. Fantastic. Yeah. And it's certified vegan. 
So it's uh, it's got a little something for everybody. And it also, uh, you know, it also uh, gives you plenty of essential energy and accelerates your metabolism and it burns uh, body fat. So it's quite delightful. I love the Celsius. Does it do anything for the body hair? <sighs> nope. I, mean, I think it might double the body hair. Whoa, Mrs. Money coming in hot. Yeah, well, I know that. That's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. Listen, how dare we, she? we don't do it for everybody, but it's okay. It's okay. I mean, one of us should definitely be doing it for her, so that, that seems like a problem. I can confirm at least one time I did. You should get one of the... See, I have this Roman Reigns mask. No, God, no. You should get an Anthony Nice mask. An Anthony Nice mask. I bet you, you could get that made on the cheap. It's okay. It's okay. I don't. I don't want a Anthony Nice mask. I'm on it, buddy. I got you. All right. If you, Matt, if you get one made for me, I'll wear it. What if I make one? Oh God, I. You definitely have to, to wear it then. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that would look like. Oh, man, if you've ever seen me build something, you know you're in for a treat. I don't think I've ever seen you build something. Did you build oh. those detolfs? Uh, actually, I did. Did you? That's why they're a little crooked. We're just going to hear a crash as the glass breaks. That's right. Oh, that's Stone Cold will be in my house. <laughs> Stone Cold. Oh, my goodness. So, Matt. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, how you been doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, good. I think I finally recovered from the weekend. The uh, the uh, the late night Sunday, the weekend festivities, mm-hmm. and then the turnaround and the really early Aaron Hanare interview that I did, where I definitely went back to bed and slept till like one o'clock Monday afternoon. How early was your Aaron uh, Hanare interview? Uh, Eight a.m. I mean, that's not that bad. I was, I was up around that time. Okay, well, you are a seasoned veteran. It's true. I you also just don't sleep, Ann. I don't know how you do it. Oh, I sleep. I know how he does it. The Celsius. That's right. Boom! A little help from my pals. Celsius. Hold on. Point, though, Ryan. He doesn't sleep much. Perhaps uh, Vampire? <sighs> it's crisp. He really doesn't. He's like, I'll go to bed at like 3 in the morning. I'm up at like 6. I slept when I was with you on the road. Yeah, but you you didn't. I mean, I think you were up before me and Kate. Well, that's because it's it's part of my normal routine is getting up with a younger fella. Dang, I don't think you sleep. Well, I do sleep. Mac, Mac can at least attest to that. I just don't sleep long, I guess. And I didn't even sleep in the car. I didn't fall asleep in the car. No, you do that weird thing where you close your eyes, though, and you make it think like you're sleeping. It's because I just like it's just quiet. You know what I'm saying? I'm just there was no part of this trip with me where there was any silence. It's because I'm tuning you out, man. Tuning you How out. How could you tune me out? I'm a maniac. You are a maniac. Maniac in the car. Brian, what was it like sitting in front of me? Dear God, my ears hurt. It is an experience. Listening. Matt is uh, not a fan of uh, Finley leading the Bullet Club. He's not leading the Bullet Club. He's just a, he's just a fucking... So Finley leads the Bullet Club right now. No, and 
Matt made his opinion of that very clear throughout that match. And then especially the promo where he would say something and Matt would respond as if they were having a conversation, but he'd yell it. But he made sure as soon as Finley stopped talking, he yelled his response. Well, yeah, man, I'm fucking hot about it. Jay Jay White wasn't kicked out of the Bullet Club. Can we start at the beginning of this trip, by the way? Sure. Which part? Well, I think we should start at the beginning. That's a very good place to start. Because when you read, you begin with ABC. When you sing, you begin with Doremi. So let's start at the beginning. And um, Saturday, we left. So for those who don't... Yes. I was going to say, I don't know if there's people who know our schedule. So maybe we should tell them about where we were going on this fun trip. You were just starting, and I put my hand up. I'm sorry. I'm a pro. Trust me. I trust you. So, for those who don't know... Now uh, you know. That's right. Um, we uh, we headed over to uh, the New Japan, um, New Japan shows that happened this weekend. Saturday in Washington, Washington, D.C. That was... Uh, collision at the Capitol. And then um, on uh, on Sunday, we went to Philadelphia and that was what collision in Philadelphia. They really didn't have a catchy name for it. It's Capital collision and collision in Philadelphia. They should have came up with a catchier name for Philadelphia. <sighs> I don't know. The garbage city USA. I don't know. Okay. Well, that's that'd be for New York. I mean, whatever you want to call New York. Philly's just as bad. Yeah, that's true. It is true. So we left. Uh, we left. I'm not going to argue it. I mean, that's the thing about big cities. We did uh, leave on Saturday. So uh, the way this trip went was uh, Matt, Kate, and myself. Kate, who, by the way, uh, again, Ryan, I'm just the people need to know. She said I'm too big for this tonight. So I'm taking yeah. the night off. She'll claim migraine, but really what she said in private was, you guys are too small time for me. Yeah. I'm too yeah, and you know what? If you if you were in the crowd at all this weekend, I mean, you would have seen it firsthand. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. You would have thought she was giving away free 8 by 10s the line she had, wherever she went. Yeah, you are right. Uh, she had uh, she had a lot of people interested. Um but you know, it is what it is. Uh so we did uh leave on Saturday and it was Matt, Kate the Great and myself. Um and the way we normally do road trips, Ryan, in, in case you don't know and anybody else doesn't know is I will usually head to Matt's because Matt is south of me and then Matt and Matt will drive. He likes the driving. Uh, and he also won't fall asleep on the road. I definitely will fall asleep. So uh, we go pick Kate up and then we continue along our way south. So uh, I was a little late getting to Matt's, just getting out of the house with uh, with taking care of a bunch of stuff. And uh, and the boy, and Mrs. Money, I was a little late getting out of the house, but we were still good. We had plenty of time. And I got to Matt's house, Ryan, and Matt was outside in his driveway standing in front of his garage sipping something out of a solo cup i assume it was water but but it looked ryan like he was just standing there staring waiting for me well he was 
Well, I said, my apologies, Matthew. I, I, I didn't mean to be a little late here. And then Matt told me that he was not, in fact, waiting for me. Is that right, Matthew? Uh, that is correct. Um, <clears throat> I uh, just wanted to sit down and relax before before our big trip. You know, I woke up early. I was excited. I did some errands around the house. I did the litter boxes. I put my laundry away, made sure that my, my wonderful wife did not have to do any extra work this weekend. And then when all that was done, I go down to my chair in the living room. And if you've been to the house, that's where I sit all the time. Put my feet up, just waiting for Anthony. He says, I'm running a little behind. No problem. I'm just going to hang out here. Set my fantasy baseball lineup. I check my bets. And here comes mommy. Dun 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 Okay, so she sits down. She's got many questions for me. Who's your favorite wrestler? When is the show? Whatever. So now she's playing her game, and I'm sitting there, and I have my laptop open because I'm setting my fantasy lineup, and I'm on my phone at the same time, uh, going scrolling through Instagram, just killing time, seeing if I can get any uh, scoops on the big weekend shows, and click on a Metallica link. They played a, some acoustic thing showed up, and a little sound came out of my phone. And I turned it off, and I hear, where did that noise come from? Where did that noise come from? Well, came from my phone. <laughs> that sounded like jelly roll. Oh, Matt, can you tell us and the people out there about jelly roll? Didn't know Jelly Roll was. Apparently, he was a rapper, maybe, and then he became a country singer. Hmm. Sounds like Kid Rock, but okay, I'll I'll take Jelly Roll. And now he's a country singer. So this sounded like Jelly Roll. And then, uh, then when she started asking me about what concerts I would like to go to, mind you, I'm just looking to to chill, man. So I tell her I've been to every concert I think I want to go. My bucket list is very small. I didn't get to go to a lot of concerts because I had kids. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what to tell. Like, just let me fucking live, bro. So at this point, <laughs> I decided to pull the par parachute on this conversation. And I was like, oh, Ant's, Ant's just, he's going to be here any minute. I'm just going to go wait for him at the driveway because I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't relax. I, was, I didn't want to make small talk. Man, I believe, I think you also told me that you had said to mommy at one point, um, Ant, Ant should be here by like 11 or something like that. Ah, uh, yes, yes. As we were sitting there, uh, she was playing Animal Crossing and she just went, didn't say like, hey, Matt, she just went 11 o'clock. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I'm late. All right. I know he's running behind. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> So Ryan Matt went outside to escape mommy. Yes, I was probably out there for five minutes, but it was nice. It was peaceful. I watched the kids across the street uh, playing their sports, and uh, it was my moment of zen. Well, it wasn't too long after that I got there. We got on the road. Oh uh, yeah, road. We made our way. We made our way down to uh, Baltimore, 
because we were staying in Baltimore. Um, and Ryan, here's the other thing that I can tell you too, because you have traveled with us on very few road trips. Most of the road trips have been out to like uh, Arthur Arthur Ash for you with us. Um, but what I can tell you is when it's a longer road trip, let me tell you something. Those two guys, smallest bladders you'll ever meet. We're stopping every every hour on the hour for these guys to be. I think we stopped twice, man. I don't you judge. Did. I got a small bladder myself. So you small bladder people, learn to hold it. Gotta learn when to oh, hold there's it. There's no rush. Learn when to squirt it. Whoa. I'm just singing the song. What was the rush? We had plenty of time. We did. You get snack. We we all don't come prepared like you with your bag of fucking snacks. That's right. I had snacks. I had protein bars. I was ready. I just don't understand how you decide your snacks before you hit the road. I need to be on the road before I can decide what road snacks I need. Well, I'm a man who sort of plans ahead. So I just have something in the bag ready to go. All right. So, Ryan, we get we make our way to Baltimore and uh, we check into our hotel. Now I'll say this millionaire Matt picked a hell of a hotel Uh, in Baltimore. We were in a complex where literally across the street was this giant mall and it had a Dave and Buster's, a giant movie theater. We didn't even go in the mall, but we were sort of looking around giant Bass Pro. There was a casino right there. So there was tons of stuff to do, not that we were doing much, but we were around stuff. And then we made our way over to uh, to Washington. Uh, Asian Joe, thank you for asking. No, the hotel was not haunted, uh, but we were living that sweet life. I tell you that much. Uh, Matt, Matt booked a suite and all spared no expense. Ryan spared no expense. No He's expense. Well, last time I had to sleep in a fucking bed with you, and you were not a great sleep partner. I was much larger then. Yeah, you still weren't a great. You probably aren't a great sleep partner now. You still got perfectly fine. I slept on a couch. Yeah, that's you. It pulled out. You just decided to sleep like Michael Scott. It was comfortable. All right, if you say so. It was. It was perfectly comfortable. Um. So Ryan, we made our way over to Baltimore, or we made our way to D.C. from Baltimore. Oh yeah. Uh, we saw the skyline of DC. We saw the Capitol. We saw the Washington boner. Uh, and then, uh, we made our way to the venue and we were just waiting to get in. So there we are waiting online. Yeah. Um, so the other thing too, if you're watching, see, see these straps, Ryan, these straps here on, uh, Kate the Great's uh, bag yeah. on that she's wearing. So we're waiting. Uh, we're waiting to get in, and we're just bullshitting. And then uh, we get to the front, and uh, the bag that Kate had was not very large. Matt goes in first. He's excited. He goes in first. Very excited. And I was hungry. And he was hungry. Matt's plan was I'm going to eat, and then we're going to watch some wrestling. So we said perfect. So. I said, Kate, you go ahead, because I know the drill. She's got a bag. They got to search the bag and do all this stuff. So I said, go ahead, go first, and I'll be right behind you. So, Ryan, she puts her bag in the little, you know, uh, little bin that they have on the table. And the woman 
uh, goes to her, ma'am, can you open this bag? She goes, sure. So she unzips the bag. She gets ready to walk through the metal detector. And Lenny goes, ma'am, you, got, you left a couple. You got to unzip the whole thing. She goes, oh, sure thing. Not a problem. She unzips the bag. She walks through the metal detector. The lady is now looking through her bag with the drumstick, you know, because they can't touch anything. So they're, they're hitting everything with the drumstick. They look through the whole thing. And then the lady looks at her. Now, two minutes after this ordeal started, the lady looks at her and goes, bag's too big. Got to take it back to the car. I love it. What the fuck? Meanwhile, I'm just standing there looking around at everything. And I just hear, Matt, keys, keys. <laughs> I'm just I'm like, yelling, what? give me the keys. And uh, I mean, so I walked. Through- she knew that as soon as Kate put her bag down. Exactly. That's my point exactly. The lady looked at the bag, knew it was too big, and still decided to search it. So, so Kate has to get back in line? Yeah, so I went with Kate back to the car. You know, I, was, I wasn't going to let her walk by herself. So I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. I didn't want her going into my car by herself. You can never trust her. No, uh, I, I wouldn't. I don't shake your head, You don't. I don't see you letting Kate in your car by herself. You don't know. She's fucking big time, man. I don't need her fucking doing something to my whip, my brand new whip. I would have been surprised if the car was still there. She might have right? taken the car for a joyride. Fair Fuck enough. Drinking that rock set, go for a joyride in DC of all places. This motherfucker, Ryan Schlong, would you go to a Waffle House in Washington D.C. after the sun went down? No, of course. No, of course. Why? A chance in he hell. Do that. A chance in he wants hell. to go see a fight, but I don't want that. If I get my expectations high for waffles, I better yeah, get I some eat. waffles, right? Yeah, I don't want to be interrupted. If I order waffles and a fight breaks out and I got to leave, I'm going to be pissed off. Oh, we wouldn't leave. We'd have our waffles in front of us. There would just Maybe be a fight. Would, going... have you seen what if what if the house? fight get what if the fight falls on top of you? Then I'd be like, can I get some new waffles over here? Oh, You'd have to leave. Be involved. There'd be police. No, no it's a disaster. I would never no, I'm do trying. that. Going to Waffle House anywhere. Going to Waffle House anywhere. Anyway. Uh, so we get back. And Ryan, by that point, there was no line. Like, they okay. actually, the building was nice. There were entrances on two sides. So you moved pretty quick. And now that Kate literally had nothing on her, it was just walk on through. So we went through. We found Matt in the in the five minute period we were gone. Uh, Matt uh, had eaten and we got back. We were like, all right, you need something to eat. And Matt goes, I already had a chicken sandwich and a hot dog. I'm good. We were like, what the fuck? I respect that, Matt. I was hungry, man. Ryan, he didn't have anything like no remnants of anything. He wasn't carrying food. He he was even chewing it looked like he was it was like it must have been like a snake he just unhinged his jaw swallowed it and then that was it it was wild we were not gone that long that's how it should be i respect it matt thank you ryan i appreciate it well there were a couple factors for some ungodly reason kate couldn't shower at home so she had to shower (laughs) the idea was we're just gonna check in the hotel and then head down to washington gets wait where were we heading washington Washington, Washington. There you go. Uh, NASA. Um, yes, we did pass NASA. We, you know, NASA. the space, uh, the space organization, NASA. The NASA strip. So mm-hmm. the plan was we were just going to check in, 
drop off our bags and shit, and then go. Because I didn't know what the parking situation was like in D.C. The last thing I was looking to do was come back and find our fucking shit was taken out of the car. So we got there, and Kate had to take a shower. So I don't know why she didn't shower before we left. So then you know how the ladies, t- they take fucking forever. So that j- that cost us a good 45 minutes. It's very true. And then that nasty fucking Baltimore Washington Parkway. It's a fucking nightmare. It rained, so it was all fucking jammed up. Yep, that's true. And just, you know, par for the course with professional wrestling. The venue can't be in the nice part of town. It has to be in the fucking hood. So we well, I'll I'll give them this. We went through the hood. Oh, we did ever. But the venue was in like I don't know what that was. It was almost like a college campus. That's what it reminded me of, but it definitely wasn't. It seemed sort of residential. It there was a banner in there for the Mystics. So uh I thought the Mystics were a Connecticut WNBA team, but I guess not. Um but it was a pretty nice building. It's a very nice building. So, yeah, I was hungry, man. And you guys had to go. There was yep. no line at the snack bar. And I ate right next to a garbage can. So once it was gone, I just put it in the garbage can. And that's where I waited for you guys. You probably could have rummaged through the garbage can if you really I was to, Papa Bear. hungry, man. I'm just saying. So anyway, Ryan he was hungry. We got to uh, we got to uh, the venue. Uh, and, uh, we checked out our seats and, uh, the seats were very nice. This is where we were sitting sort of catty corner to the ring post. So we were sort of on the diagonal and, um, and our section sort of was where we were, was all the way to the right of the section, like in the last couple seats of like this last second to last row, um, in our section, which was very nice. It was, there was nothing blocking our view. Um, and I tell you that because I want to tell a tiny story about a little later in the night, but it's important to know because like, if you look sort of straightforward from where we were sitting, we were sort of like directly facing another section. So we were sort of straight on to another section. Um, but it was great. Uh, the venue was very nice. Good food, you know, um, very nice staff, except for the lady who looked through the bag and then said, this is too big. Take it back. And then, um, you know, the event got started and it was a it was a nice event. Um, and there were some there were some really uh, what? No, nothing. What, Ryan? Nothing. Can't we just smile at you, dude? Tell no, 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 no. you like I'll shut up. Okay. All right. So what happened next, Matt? Weird. Um, great show. The card was stacked top to bottom. There was a little, lot of, a little bit of heartbreak. Crowd was weird. Don't know why they hated Eddie Edwards so much. Like, fuck Eddie Edwards' chance. Didn't understand it to the point where people were like, "We want Davy Richards," which is a little weird. Uh, I don't think I, it's ever been done I, before. I have a couple problems. You know, the fucking Motor City Machine Gun. Where are you from? You fucking speds. Yeah, great. Right here. That's Suck Detroit. Up here we think was hell, but here's Detroit. Um, You know, Okada, Tanahashi. Okada's a fucking loser. It's like hey. He's, oh, he's not the champion anymore, is he? No, he's not. 
because he's a fucking loser. We got to see Sonata the first time seeing the brand new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion yeah. to capture the title against Okada. Hmm. Clark Connor. How did Sonata look? He looks like a very young Minoru Suzuki. He looked like a new Hyundai. He looked great. Um, Clark great Connor fun. broke my heart. Broke my heart into a million pieces. Yeah, Schlong. Schlong, what are you holding up? Matt doesn't know. What are you holding up? Matt knows. That's why he was. <laughs> now you're getting to what we were laughing at. I saw it. I caught it. Oh, it's Nyla Rose. We'll get to that. Um, yes, you've made a mistake, though. You think that I can do anything but play with this toy for the rest of the night. I don't know what you were thinking. Oh, it's okay. It's why I got it uh, for you. If you wanted to open it up and play with her. Oh. Um, no. So uh, I, I was going to say before you guys started laughing. Um, it was an eventful evening, Matt, because of Clark Connors. Now, um, should say there was the possibility that we were going to run into Clark Connors on Sunday. Yes. That was sort of in the works. And I was joking around saying, I don't know if we need to hang out with Clark Connors. Like, you know, you're like, he's going to make you smell his hair. I'm like, I'm not smelling his hair. What has he done for me? Like, you know, I'm playing the heel, right? Well, I'm playing the heel. All you did was shit talk me all weekend. You and fucking Kate, two of you. I did not shit talk you. All fucking weekend. We were trying to get you to bond. No, they kept, you keep pushing us away. That's all he did, Ryan. Matt kept pushing us away, and all we wanted him to do was. I don't know, Ant. I have a witness, and she says that you just shit talked him all weekend. All weekend. Sue's the fucking leader of chaos. It's true. We'll get to that. Don't worry about that. I'm fucking not worried about anything. So, so Clark Connor, Ryan, uh, after his first match on Saturday, he was on the losing team, and he jumped uh, whoever took the pin. He beat up the DKC. The there D- you go, DKC. Fucking loser. And then um, made his way out. And then Matt's favorite uh, leader of all time for the Bullet Club uh, came out, uh, and he had a match, and he called out Clark Connors. And uh, Clark Connors joined the Bullet Club. So it was an eventful night. It's and really good to see Clark join the best version of the Bullet Club. It's true. And I said to Matt, are we going to get to hang out with maybe one of the best members of the Bullet Club ever in Clark Connors? I'll smell his hair. I'll do whatever he wants. Ever. Ever. Stop. You sound, you sound stupid. I mean, you know, Clark is awesome, though. He Clark's is. a great guy. He's, He's all hard. This is a great move for him. What's it? Uh, the not, uh, Rhino Power? Wild Rhino, but these two go. fucking hand jobs are trying to get me to too sweet them every five seconds. I'm not too sweet in them. It's not. Look, man, you fucking wear your Bullet Club shit. This asshole is wearing a Bullet Club moo moo on fucking Saturday. I All can't right? help it if I'm smaller than I was. Well, New Japan didn't do you any favors either because the merch was oh. fucking shit. Well, um, hold hold on, we'll get to the merch. Yeah, just be fuck. Just because fucking Kenny wore the fucking Bullet Club or Jay White or Adam Cole or the Young Bucks, you just don't throw the fucking shirt on and represent the Bullet Club when it's dog shit. This is NWO 2000 Bullet Club. Listen, this is trash. You you ride or die. Trash. Which one of these things doesn't belong? Mm-hmm. In Balor. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. 
Jay White, mm-hmm. David Finley. Oh boy, Jay White. Well, I'll fucking drive to your house and kick you. I'm right sorry, there. Ryan. Uh, what was your answer? Uh, switch comb, Jay White. No, 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 no. Do it. Do the right thing. The pocket knife, Jay White. Come on, Ryan. Just do it so I can do the. He gimmick. wants to show his switchblade, Jay White. Oh god damn it! See all that build up and you yeah, failed. You're fucking it's my sex um, life. Fucking gimmicks. We have gimmicks here. Anyway. Um, so, um, Matt, then also refresh my memory because all these names get lost on me. So then, oh, um, yeah, such a big Bullet Club fan. No, 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 not Bullet Club. It was, it had nothing to do with Bullet Club. Oh, the Chinese people that look the same. Oh, my God, Matt. Racist. Anthony not me. It's nice to see that nothing changed over the weekend. You still carry your hatred into the show. So, Matt, Kenta had his match. And Kenta did have his match. Go ahead. Kenta did. Okay. And who did he, who was his opponent? Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. And so, Ryan, this was the point of the night where Matt also got super heated. And I should say this Matt gets heated and he gets riled up. And sometimes there's some adult language, but Matt was very well behaved. We had a small kid behind us. Matt knew I got a, I, I, you know, I'm here representing the Mark Order podcast. We're for the kids. We got to keep it. We got to keep it right. This is a family show. Fuck did we become? Relax, Ryan. 11 o'clock on a Wednesday night. The kids are asleep, dude. No, they hit us. Listen, we're big. We're big uh, in replays. We're hugely regretting episode 69 now. And the West huge in replays. It's okay. So, um, so Eddie Edwards is out there and, and to Matt's point, the fans are the fans are really into booing Eddie Edwards. Fuck Eddie yeah. Edwards. They're jeering him. And Matt's really going in on the people for booing Eddie Edwards. Right, Matt? Yeah, man. And what was your rationale? Matt's anti-people, here? I've learned. No, I'm not anti Kenta is a shell of himself. He go. hasn't been the same since his Wrestle Kingdom match against Tanahashi. And his fucking matches are awful. They're fucking awful. Awful. He's not the Kenta that everybody fell in love with that CM Punk stole all his moves from. And Ryan, we did during during the match, we did point out every single part of Kenta's move set is stolen. That's true. So Matt is very heated that the fans are really going hard at uh, Eddie Edwards. And so they're booing him. You suck. Fuck Eddie Edwards. And then there is a sequence where him and Kent are going back and forth. And he uh, he hits a really heavy lariat or something on Kenta after after a couple strong, you know, uh, exchanges. And the crowd goes nuts. They're not now they're cheering Eddie Edwards. So Matt. Exactly. So Matt goes really hard at that. Matt goes, you can't cheer him after you've been booing him all night. You people suck. You can't cheer him. And so, Ryan, remember, I told you where our seats were sort of facing another. You know, we're perpendicular to another section. So as soon as Matt finishes that statement, this guy sitting on the row in the section directly in front of us just turn towards Matt from across, you know, a tunnel turns towards Matt and just goes, 
yes we can <laughs> and i Cut lost you down i lost it i was just like he's right matt was also very mad at the people for uh for cheering uh uh, Dave, uh finley yes he's garbage Matt was very heated so it was a it was a good show uh saturday don't, night. so don't forget too after the kenta match mm-hmm. there's a vignette that's played from japan hikuleo challenges him oh that's I, right kenta will not accept he is a coward okay the young man behind me said sir he is not a coward yes matt Oh, sorry. There's somebody yelling behind me. Um, oh, I can hear it. I figure. And then Kenta did accept. So I turned around and apologized to the yes. young man and say, you were right. He is not a coward. Yeah. Matt apologized to the young lad. Um, and Sumi Sakai. Yes, we did see Sumi Sakai. Um, we saw her earlier that night, right? Walking around. Yeah. So where I was in the last seat of the row and there was like a. It wasn't an entrance, but it was a like a, I guess a spot for the staff, and some of the wrestlers would kind of poke their heads through the curtain, and some of them would walk out. Sumi Sakai walked by, and I said, "Hey, it's Sumi Sakai," and she didn't look at me. And then she escorted Kushida up to get his DoorDash food, and then back down. And then I said, "Hey, it's Sumi Sakai," but she still didn't. She still ignored me. But I saw Sumi Sakai. You did. We it's did see relevant. Sumi Sakai. Relevant. That is relevant to the rest of this trip. So she we'll walked on by. <laughs> she did. So Saturday wound up being a, a, a good night, and um, Brian yeah. Schlong. Do you know who got recognized? Saturday? I was just getting to this. I uh, was it Kate. Uh, nope. Was it you? No, it was not. Was it Sumi Sakai? Twice I recognized her. Then I can't think of who else would have got recognized. It can't be someone from this show. You might be holding her in your hands, buddy. Nyla, did you get recognized? Okay, was I'm gonna this is highly unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna throw this out as a joke. Was it Ant? Oh, I was in the bathroom and Kate was in the bathroom. And uh, I guess he was uh, catching up on his phone, but somebody apparently walked by and hit him with a mark order and an adapt, and that was it. That's it. Kept walking. Shell shocked when I when, when I returned from the men's room. I can tell you this: I was also shell shocked um, because every week we do this, I'm like nobody's fucking watching us <laughs> except for the people yeah, I, who. I, are always watching us like Asian Joe, Sloan to my, you know, but I don't the... believe they, but see, I believe they're AI bots. Like I can't convince myself that there's actual people behind any of that. Ryan, all I can tell you is this. I wasn't talking. So it's not like, um, it's not like somebody would have heard my voice and been like, Hey, you sound like whatever. I was looking down at my fucking phone. And somebody was like, Hey, Mark order podcast. And I don't have one of our own shirts. So I don't own our own shirts. We're, we talked about that too, Ryan. We'll talk about that later. Um, uh, yeah, that was, um, that was sort of weird. Uh, first time anybody's ever stopped me or not even stopped me. They just pointed me out walking by, but I definitely said to Kate and Matt, as they came out of their respective bathrooms at the same time, I was like, Kate, if you were here, you would have gotten it. Not me. 
So I was simply no, no, uh, no, 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 no. dealer's choice they there. They, they don't recognize you without that Kate. And then if Kate's there, not acknowledge you at all, you would have been recognized just the same. I can it tell you been, Hey, it's Aunt and Kate. Oh, and shining wizards. Matt, if he was out of the bathroom too, no, I was uh, all weekend. I was bread club, Matt. They were trying. That's they were trying very, very hard. It's relevant to relevant to that. So, Ryan, this is relevant because this plays into Sunday. And I think we talked to you about this on Sunday when we hooked up with you. But yeah, I got noticed. And um, that was weird. And if if that person is listening or watching now, you didn't give I didn't get a chance to get your name because you kept walking. Um, but you thank you. Cool. I appreciate that. Aunt. What? You played it cool. You just gave him the dap and you let him go. He kept walking. I was I was sort of shell-shocked. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I I never think anybody besides the normal people are like watching. And I don't even believe that's true. Like, oh, wrong one. Asian Joe's going, I'm real. I'm not a chat GPT bot. I never specified which kind of bot. Can you uh, go wait. back to the other comment you just pulled yeah, up? Yeah, apparently we were you guys were not noticed by the ace of space lsg so if that's a lie I'm listen our well so actually that's technically true because i know for a fact i walked by him multiple times on on sunday and was never ah listen so-called friend of the show lsg wow really that's how you're gonna treat the guy you watch baseball with him in my house and you did i air quotes so i didn't notice him that's rude that's rude why well, you're not gonna get far in this business buddy you treat oh, okay. the talent like that? You treat Listen, somebody he's, like LSG like that? He's a heel. He knows. He's not always a heel. That's sometimes well, he's a heel right now. He's got a really tiny ring jacket. He wasn't That's... a heel at my house watching baseball, was he? Well, we could have been heels together. He could have, but you're fucking flushing that down the toilet, treating him like that, buddy. No, 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 no. It's okay. We've got a common enemy, and it's you because you yelled at us for opening baseball cards. I was worried that you were going to open all the baseball cards. Oh, please. Anyway, I roll me. so Schlong, uh, I got I got noticed and uh, we checked out the merch before we left the building. And I'll say this. And you saw the merch there uh, Sunday, Ryan. Um, they were like out of a ton of sizes. So I couldn't even I was looking to buy something. They were out of like 2XL stuff. And. Um, uh it just was weird because I said to like uh, Kate, because she was looking for something too. She was looking for an Aussie Open shirt. By the way, Aussie Open's great on television, but if you've never seen them live, fucking try to catch them live. They're awesome. Um, and uh, that's right. Uh, and uh, am I doing it right? The, you got it, Ryan. You got it. There you go. Technically, you're right. Were you guys doing shots under. with LSG, or was he doing shots on his own? Where was that's, uh, that's Don't. I mean, he's a heel. He's we lying. We can't pull the fucking curtain back entirely, people. Come on. Yes, we can. I'm, I'm always pulling that curtain. We were doing shots. On There's shots no fourth wall with me on shots. So, Shalom, we looked at the merch, and on Saturday, I could tell you this because it, it on Sunday I said to Kate, "Well, maybe." Well, listen, I'm going to agree with you here, uh, LSG. Uh, stop bringing that broad Kate with you to shows. I agree. I wow. agree. No, see, there's only one reason I disagree with that, and it's not the reason you – well, it might be the reason. Because you're a simp? No, actually nothing to do with that. It, we can replace simp. Kate. No, 
She's not, I'm not getting any return on investment there. You gotta, come on. We can replace Kate with a different female, but you just need a female. Otherwise, you're three heavy set men going to wrestling. We are such a stereotype at that point. Speak for yourself, yourself, sir. We don't need and a female. We don't. What'd you say? I got my wedding ring on. I don't need a broad. I'm not going there to be sexy. I'm gonna fucking fight somebody. Fucking David Finley. David Finley, you motherfucker. All right, let's get through the rest of Saturday so we can get to goddamn Sunday. But let's we'll get to Sunday. Sunday's Sunday's the day that matters. Sunday well, after first day of the week. Schlong, that's the other thing I'll get to. So uh Schlong, we um but as far as the merch goes, they were out of a ton of stuff on Saturday night. So I had said to Kate, Oh, like we'll look tomorrow in Philly. Maybe they'll have some of these sizes in Philly because I don't know. I was just thinking maybe they had a, you know, specific merch for uh, DC. And when they sold out of that, then they would have a certain amount in Philly. So they'd still have some sizes, you know, not the case. Um, I don't know what it says about us wrestling fans that two X is the size they're out of. Dude, they were out of a lot of larger sizes, like three X, four X. Not great. And two X is like, you know, the, the largest I'll go at this point. So I was looking to get a new uh, a new shirt, but I, I'm just going to have to order it online. Um, Are you going to order a bullet club shirt? I'll order whatever I damn well please, Matthew. It's my goddamn money. The fucking Mark. So, uh, I love after- that Matt calls people Marks, and he's on three different wrestling podcasts. He's the biggest. Well, pick a fucking good group, bro. Get a United Empire shirt. They're the best fucking group in New Japan. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Bullet Club is a shell of itself. Maybe I'll get a, no, one of these. That might be like an impact vehicle. It's all right. I'll still get one. All right. Go ahead. Hey, it's your money. So it's um, time. It's time. So then we went to, uh, we went back to Baltimore Schlong. We hit up Dave and Buster's for some snacks. And then we, uh, we went back to the hotel and, and got to sleep. Now, um, so when you woke up in the morning and Matt was somehow the little spoon, did you ask how it happened or did you just run with it? Schlong, if that happened, I wouldn't ask any goddamn questions. I'll just tell you that. But um, I'll I'll say this. As Matt said, we woke up Sunday, the first day of the week. So what we like to do on our road trips and Schlong, you've been there for a couple of the trips to Long Island or Long Island or uh, Queens, whatever. But even in those short periods, we like to give, you know, uh, we call them Matt facts in the yep. car now. You've got to educate me. Because Matt learns yep. about things that he didn't know about. And that was like before Kate even got in the car on Saturday, I learned that Matt never knew the first day of the week was Sunday. I'm a working man. I don't know what to tell you. So are the rest of us, but we knew. I didn't know. Well, fuck me. Fuck me running. Doesn't change anything in my world. So my question, though, and I was thinking about it. Yep. Throughout your life, you you never had to use a calendar for anything. Thank you. <laughs> and, okay. So, so notice how the lines work. What it's day does subtle. it end on? I mean, what day does it end on? What day does helps. each line end on? Each row. What do you mean? What day? The columns. What's the first column? First day aside, we went over all this in the car. I know. So, like, I just don't understand. 
I don't know. I'm a working man. I don't know what to tell you. That's not a good excuse. You know me. I'm a stupid person, but I say some clever shit. That's my gimmick. So, Can I that's tell fair. you that Celsius was delicious, by the way? I bet. Mm. No sugar. Only 10 calories in a can. Boy, I love that Celsius. Um, so, Schlong, Sunday. Um, Sunday morning was great. Was it? Uh, you broke the toilet. <laughs> that's... You blew it. I was gonna say blew it. I didn't do it. Kate broke it, not me. I fixed it. I fucking fixed it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Sunday morning was great. Um, I uh, I woke up and I was. I didn't think anybody else was up, so I uh, I put my shoes on and I went. I grabbed the key and I was going down to to breakfast just to grab something to get in you know, before we, we hit the road for the day. And then like Kate and Matt sort of turned around and, and they were awake. And I just said, I'm going to go down before they close down breakfast. You know, I'm going to hang out there if you want to come down. Sure. So, uh, eventually Kate comes down, she grabs breakfast and, um, she oh, said, Oh, Matt's upstairs. Hold on, Matt, real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to throw to you. So stop you. what I would like to stop you. Why? The last trip we went on uh-huh. to Baltimore yeah. for best in the world yep. and the Orioles-White Sox game, uh, after we got back to the hotel, I took a shower. I was very tired, yeah, a bit delirious, and I talked to myself you did. in the shower, cackling like a maniac. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say, you still, anytime you went in the bathroom, you did talk to yourself, and we did, we could hear some of it. So that is talk to myself. I don't yeah, know. it's wild. You sing yourself a song when you're using the bathroom. So before Kate left for breakfast. Hold on. Hold. This is why I want to get through my thing first. Because Kate comes to breakfast and she goes, I'm going to grab something. And she grabs her food and she sits down. And I said, "Uh, you know, is Matt coming down? Or she said, no, he's still upstairs. And I was like, OK, cool. Like, whatever. And I thought maybe I was going to I was going to work out Sunday morning schlong, but we weren't sure because we knew that the tickets we had were standing. We thought they were standing room. So because I thought I was going to be standing all day, I was like, I'm not going to work out because yeah, you don't work out when you're on a group friend wrestling trip. Come on. Of course, eh. of course. it was just no. cardio and core day. And I skipped it because I thought I was going to be on my feet all day. You live for the weekend, buddy. You could have stayed the whole time. I could have, but I didn't. So Matt's anyway, so Kate goes, no, 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 Matt's upstairs. Uh, he's I was like, OK, cool. And um, so Kate is just like sitting there. We're talking about whatever. And she's like, oh, by the way, um, the toilets broke. I was like, OK. She, I was like, well, what happened? She goes, I don't know. Uh, there's no water in the tank. I was like, well, that seems fucking weird. Like, is there anything on the floor and she's like no and i said was there any water in the bowl because usually if there's nothing in the tank the bowl doesn't refill right and she goes no there was i was like huh okay uh well that sucks but i guess if we have to use the bathroom before we leave we can use the the bathroom in the lobby and that's all the reason i wanted to give this first matt is that's all that i knew at that point in time that's all I had been told. The toilet's broke. There's no water in the tank. 
I don't know what happened. So, Matt, that happened downstairs. Why don't you fill in your side of the story before she actually left the room? Well, she goes to use the restroom, and then she comes out, and she says, the toilet is broken. And I said, okay, no problem. And then she says, I'm going to go downstairs and meet Anthony and get breakfast. Don't take a shower before we come while we're gone. Because we want to fucking judge you, you weirdo. I said, what am I going to fucking lay in bed like a fucking chode all day? So Kate leaves. He goes downstairs. So I have to go investigate. She said, there's no water in the in the tank. By the way, Matt, I do love the fact you're using the word chode a little bit more now. I'm bringing it back, baby. Nice. So I live, I take the top of the toilet off and it's full of water and the fucking chain is not connected to the the flipper thing. So I just fucking reconnect it, put the flipper down, the toilet flushes, Kate's pee is gone forever and we're good to go. I also enjoyed that Ryan, Matt apparently had said to Kate, because Kate had said it to me, Matt goes, I'll just pee in the shower. I'll pee in the shower. And Kate was like, I hope he doesn't pee in the shower. That's gross. I was like, it's a drain. Like, it's but, water. I mean, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, that's what everyone does. So what is she talking about? I, listen, I don't know about anybody else. I love peeing in the shower. Look, she's big time now. She can't have any of these little little things be coming out about her. She, if she pees in the shower, forget about it. People go crazy. How could a fightful hire a girl who pees in the shower? It'd be anarchy. The internet wrestling community would explode. It's true. So I don't blame her. I don't blame her for, you know, anti pee in the shower. Also, I don't know if you guys listen to the shining wizards wrestling podcast, but who there was would? a debate last week about if you wear socks in the house or if you do not, regardless of the way you feel, <laughs> We're getting ready for bed Saturday night. <laughs> I change into my sleeping clothes, basketball shorts, and no shirt, which I cleared with Kate. And she says, I've seen you shirtless many times on every podcast we do. So you're good. So I said, as long as you're comfortable, because I usually don't sleep with a shirt on. As I'm walking to the bed, from the bathroom, brushing my teeth to the bed, Anthony lays in Kate's bed and whispers. <laughs> And then Chode Master goes to fucking brush his teeth. Chode Master. So I'm like, what? Is there fucking something on me? Kate's like, there's the problem is there's nothing on you from the ankles down. And I go, what fucking kind of weirdo sleeps in their socks? Yeah, I'm with Matt on this one. I never, I don't sleep in my socks. I didn't have socks on at all in the room. I've never seen Matt with no socks on. Every time I go to bed, I take my socks off. I took my socks off every time we've stayed together in a hotel. Never noticed it. Also, I just have to call bullshit on on Asian Joe. Never peed in the shower. You're a goddamn liar. No, he, he's probably never peed in the shower, but he shits in the shower regularly. Oh, that's gross. And he pees in the rice paddy all the time. Mike from Indeed also weighing in on peeing in the shower. It's efficient and saves water. See, saving the planet. Ryan, it should also be noted. Oh, here we go. That as a as a team player. And somebody who also loves the planet Earth and is trying to conserve as many of its resources, I offered to group shower. I said, Matt, you want to save some water? We can shower together. I even said to Kate, we can all shower together. 
Fuff. Bullshit. And save water. It started with, Matt, we can shower together. That's and I right. Said, Why don't you fucking shower with Kate, you creep? I said I'd shower with anybody if it's going to save the planet. See, that's the, yeah, that's where we're going to start. But see, and I think your problem there is you have to have a PowerPoint presentation if you're going to try to save the planet. He wanted to go shower like this. Well, I said, it. Matt, I'll if have... that's what you want, we can do it. I said, I you would want the other your... way. No, I, said, I don't want any way. Listen, Ryan, I told Matt I'd wash his hair. I'd, I'd wash his back and then I'd give him a shoulder rub even to, to you know, like uh, calm his nerves. And I told him if he wanted to do it face to face, we could do it. I'd be totally fine with it. He yeah, didn't want it. I didn't want it. You're right. I didn't want it. It's fine. You don't love the planet Earth. You don't want to try to save the resources. I get it. You're absolutely right. Litter in D.C. Keep the rest of the world clean. We could have uh, we could have uh, peed it in the shower together. And then we could have just washed each other's back. Well, we didn't. We didn't. Anyway. Tell that to fucking Captain Planet next time you see him. We fixed He's the toilet. Hero, gonna take Matt, I fixed the fucking toilet. Matt fixed the toilet. Fucking and then uh, Kate and well, I get I back was, up. Then I was fully dressed when they came upstairs. Right. It was disappointing, Ryan. We fucking came back upstairs. Freak. Matt had already showered, so we missed out on that. Um, yeah, Matt, but we Matt. did get to. We did. We did get to um to see Crocodile Dundee, the end of Crocodile Dundee. Oh yeah. And uh we got ready and we left the hotel and we started making our way to Philadelphia. Um so uh we were there a little bit early. Um and then um uh Kate needed some medication. So uh surprise, surprise. <laughs> down the street from the 2300 arena. Uh, where collision in Philadelphia took place is a is a target. Uh, so we walked from the twenty three hundred down to the target. So um, on the way, Schlong, uh, Matt was a little bit perturbed because Kate and I were just spitting facts. We oh. listen, Schlong. You know that here on the Mark Order podcast, we do nothing but spit facts and truth. False, and everybody knows. That Sue is the is the real, uh, you know, originating founding member and organizer of the group Chaos. Yeah, I mean, I've read a Wikipedia that said that. We all know it. Guess what? That's not on Wikipedia. Matt, it's, for some uh, reason, it was. It was when I looked. That's right. It's not on there now. So well, someone anyway. lied? Yeah, somebody redacted it, I guess. They don't want to believe. Somebody knows the truth. So, uh, so Schlong, Matt decides no, Sue, Sue is technically part of best friends, according to a Wikipedia. Well, the she Wikipedia, is. She's she the is. mom of the best friends. All right. She can stay. And also the founding originator of chaos. Actually, that's incorrect. And you know why? Because you're going to go there. So shoot yourself in the foot, you fatheaded liar. So Matt, Matt wants to play a game here, right? He says. I'm not buying it, blah, 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 blah. New Japan faction, original. And we were telling Matt, no, it's not an original thing to New Japan. It's Sue. So uh, Matt says, fine. Uh, I'll give you guys three chances each to to tell me who the originating member, the, the person who came up with chaos in New Japan was. And if you do, I'll recognize Sue 
you know, as the member of chaos and blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Not so, the leader. Not no, the no, no, no. You changed the narrative chaos, after the fact. And I will root for pockets. Let's not forget this. That's See, true. This is why I need to be here tonight. Cause this, this fucking Fox news over here with your change the narrative. Not narrative. true. No. So, so Schlong. So we go on our walk. We on our walk. We're starting to guess. For some reason, Kate spits out immediately Rocky Romero. And Matt's like, no way. And I said, whoa, let's slow down here. Because technically we had six guesses together, right? So um, so we start thinking through this. And, uh, you know, we have a couple other guesses. Our, my thinking was it's not going to be. It's going to be one of the Japanese wrestlers who was part of New Japan. And we start running through some of the roster. And um, we have some other guesses. What is that, Schlong? It's way small. It's official. Trent's mom, Sue, is a member of Chaos. It was reported by Rocky Romero. Sure. It's been redacted. So, um, the Wikipedia. It's not recognized by New Japan. It, it's a Fightful article. Sorry. That's anyway. Anyway, fightful. We start to guess. Romero confirmed it. Listen, we start to guess Big Tom. Matt's going, no, it's good. Good guess. Not good. We start guessing a couple other people. And then uh, part of this was also no phones, no nothing like that. Yeah, I still am a little weary about this because Kate was in the bathroom for a long time. Yeah, but well, I don't know what she was doing, but I'm standing there looking at Instagram and thinking about our strategy and i still didn't believe that it was a gaijin so but we were guessing schlong all like current sort of roster members for new japan and i was like wait we got to think further back because if somebody was still on the roster and the originator they'd probably still be connected to chaos in some way so we started thinking back and we do get to shinsuke nakamura and that was it. So we had Matt now cheering for uh, Pockets. And even though Matt... He, he was, didn't do a good job cheering for, for Orange did. Cassidy, though. I'm going to say did. that. He did. Oh, God, you're such a farce, too. I cheered well for Pockets. No, you didn't. I sat right in front of you. I heard how you cheered. I cheered. Look, my no, face didn't. was very hoarse yeah, after all the screaming I did at David Your Finley. face was Somehow hoarse. it worked right after his match. I don't know how that worked. Okay, I don't know who was after that. I'm sorry. So, uh, so we get that amnesia. We we get that right, and now we go to check out the figures. Not a great selection of figures. Awful, terrible job, Philadelphia. And we go we go to the pharmacy, um, for Kate's meds, and uh, Matt goes to look at snacks, uh, or maybe for an energy drink. Uh, so um, so Kate and I are at the pharmacy, and she needs to ask the pharmacy for uh for you know, the, the Sudafed or whatever. And we're standing there and who's right next to me. Sumi Sakai. She's at the pharmacy. So uh, I just thought it was an Asian lady. Hold on. This is your jump in the gun. So me and Kate sort of like nod. We recognize the Sumi Sakai. We didn't like nod to her, but you know, we recognize each other. Hey, it's Sumi. So Kate's now talking to the, the person. She gets what she needs. Of course, her fucking license is incorrect, but they still give her the goddamn Sudafed. And Matt sidles up. And I uh, sort of like 
you know, give a give a nod to the person standing to my left. And Matt goes to me, who's that? Sumi Sakai? Like really loud. And I was just like, yeah. And Matt's got his head down and is on his phone. <laughs> and so Kate finishes her transaction and comes back and it's like, all right, we good? And they say, yeah. And uh, I think Kate also sort of like said to Matt, learned to like, you know, motion to Matt, like, hey, check out who that is. And Matt goes, what? Is it Sumi Sakai? And then he looks at her and goes, oh, shit, it is Sumi Sakai. <laughs> I go to him. Yes, Matt, I told you it was. He was not paying attention to a goddamn thing I said to him. That is incredible. We've been busting balls all fucking weekend. Why would I bust balls about that? Because oh, I thought you were pointing out the fact that I just thought this Asian looking lady looked like Sumi Sakai. But you did. They all look the same. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I don't feel that way, but that was the joke. Well, we did leave and start to make our way back to 2300. And I will say this medicine for Tanahashi because he had a broken rib. That's right. And we didn't know it was Tanahashi. She was just saying, I'm here. I mean, I knew drop off. I didn't know. Did you know they did a meet and greet at three o'clock? Didn't know that. I didn't know. I just don't want to tell you guys. I would have. I would have fucking grabbed him by his stupid hair and gotten kicked out. Yeah. NATO's hair is fine. Nidos. Nito, not NATO. I don't care. So Schlong, we're about halfway back to the 2300. And I say to the gang, you know what? I hope Sumi Sakai is okay if she's on the way back by herself. If she walked, I hope she has a car. And Matt goes, what the fuck? She's Sumi Sakai. She could take care of herself. What the fuck? She's a strong woman. Okay. Remember that, Schlong. Just remember that. That's how this conversation went. So we get back to 2300. And we get in the line, and they actually were letting us in a little early. So you weren't with us in line, but we had it all worked out. And eventually, you get in, and uh, the whole gang is there, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a good group. You could see the doctor was with us, Kate the Great, Ryan. You were not happy to have left the house, and Matt is very happy uh, to be there. Matt looks so happy. I love it. I was happy. I had a fucking great time. And we had good seats for this show, too. Uh, we were in the GA section, but, um, you know, we had good seats that were a little further back, but we had a great view of the ring. Nothing obstructing our view. Uh, and 2300 is a lot of fun because it's a pretty small room. Um, uh, it's a pretty small room, um, you know, and, uh, you know, you're pretty close to the action. What's also nice is you can kind of like get up and stand up in the back of each section, too. So there was really nobody behind us because a lot of people who were there were just sort of standing in the back. So um, we didn't have a problem. Yes, Matt. I also don't think people. So the tickets I bought said the confusion was just a GA Southwest. Yep. So there was a, a, a West and a South where you were, people were purchasing those seats. So your ticket would say S eight seat four or whatever. Yep. And then in between those two sections was that Southwest. But I think a lot of people who brought general admission didn't realize there were actually seats there. So when we got in, Anthony and Kate beelined it to the, the seats. Right. To well, we went to, phenomenal seats. We went to look to see if it was truly a standing room only. Like we were just trying to get to the section to sort of see what was going on. And then when we got there, we saw the floor in that section was Mark GA. So I was like, this is the seats. 
So like we can just pick our seats and we did and nobody else really made their way. Now the other GA section um, was pretty full on the North North uh, East side. Hey Matt, good question from Asian Joe. If you had to choose, which would you allow Sue to be in chaos or Finley to lead the bullet club? Finley to lead the bullet club. Oh, wow. Sue's not even a professional wrestler. She drives a fucking minivan. Wow. They wouldn't be able to get to the match without that minivan. I didn't see her there. How did Chuck Taylor get there on Sunday or Saturday? She drove them in a minivan. It was just Chuck. You think she just drives other people, her friends' kids around? Yeah, she's that. She's a part of the team. So, um, so the show was really good, uh, on Sunday, 20, that 2300 arena, we've been there before. Uh, and, uh, if you haven't been back there, like Matt will say, it's not the same 2300 arena that was there for uh, ECW. It's, it's very nice. They have, uh, they have good food, uh, nice bar, um, shitty air conditioning, air conditioning, not great because as the night goes on, it gets hotter in there and the humidity just hangs in the room. Bless you, Matt. And um, I thought I'd turn my mic off. You did, but no, I saw you, you were very aggressive with your sneeze. That's all. There's always been no air conditioning in the ECW arena. Oh, I, I know. But with all yeah. the money they put on renovations, you think they could have added some. But I'll also say this. I uh, I did run to the bathroom at one point in the evening. To I grabbed some water and I ran to the bathroom. And I'll say this, fellas. Uh, we're over in Philadelphia because I entered a stall. And uh, I turn around to exit, and what do I see? So I see some stickers. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Yeah. After afterwards, and what this told me was you and your brother used the same stall, but events apart. Because events when we went, apart. When we went to New Japan last year, he's the one who put it in there. <laughs> you know, Schlong, just let the fucking kayfabe. No, live, I think it's just funnier fucker. that you guys chose the same stall. <laughs> Well, the other problem is that there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of there are stalls and then there are stalls with the doors ripped off. So I just went into a stall with a door. But I just used the urinal. Well, I had on gym shorts, so uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, my shit didn't fall out of my pockets and, uh, you know, that I could readjust myself. All right. I like peeing in the in the stall. What do you want me to tell you? Do you get uh, was that? Do you get a shy shy guy? No, no shy. I just like uh, just like you want to go dick to dick in the shower with me, but you will pee only in a stall. Interesting. Yeah, I know you. I don't know do everybody. You know? Else. Do you? Sure. Because I keep pushing everyone away. You do. No, I don't. You just you and Kate are fucking smothering. Well. Sounds like somebody pushing everybody away. No, I, I didn't <clears throat> push Ryan away. I was talking to Ryan all night, right in his ear. And that, talking would is generous way to I talked to you in a normal Again, voice. It, it, it was a lot of, you fucking marks. You cheered when Jay White left. You were all for Eddie Kingston. Yeah, they were. Those fucking losers. Fucking losers. Everyone for fucking fat boy who cuts a he cuts a really real life promo. We all love Eddie Kingston. He knows his all Japan history. Well, now you're stuck with David Finley, you fucking dickbags. I hope you're happy. Oh, no. During I the show, people 
we want Jay White. We want Jay White. Guess what? He's gone, and it's your fault, fans. Well, you know, I'm not to watch Jay White tonight. That, 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 and we are going to talk about the that. New Japan ring, is he? Yeah, but no. I don't need that. You don't need it. I need it, Ryan. Well, you can see him on AEW. It'll probably be a forbidden door. Yeah. Fuck that fucking show's going to eat a dog. Maybe it'll be Finley versus Jay White for the Bullet Club. Oh. That does, if, if, what if Jay can't Jay can't go back to Japan? I know. So Jay's going to lose. It's not Japan. Finley. It's Canada. All right, so continue your story. <laughs> Blue Matt's mind with no, that. No, I'm all fired up about this. I don't want to see that at Forbidden Door. That's not an AEW storyline. That's a New Japan storyline. Well, it's a forbidden I mean, door, so you could tell the storyline. Well, no, because now AEW has Bullet Club Gold or whatever, so there is a crossover storyline. I gotta figure that out. I'm gonna do my due diligence. So, uh, so it wound up being a nice show on Sunday. Um, anything you would like to call out in particular about the Sunday matches, Matthew? Uh, the Clark Connor squash was awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, the opening tag match with Despy was fantastic. I love getting to see Despy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lance Archer Fred Rosser match was fantastic, uh, especially with the rock hard Juice Robinson run in. I will say this I wanted Lance Archer to win that match, but I was in the back of my brain like, if there is any way for Fred Rosser to pull this off, please let it happen. Because leading up to this, we, you know, oh, Matt would have lost his goddamn I would have taken out a whole fucking section of chairs. I would have been kicked out. Matt said he would have thrown a chair uh, if that happened. Uh, so I was sort of secretly like, oh my God, please let, please let Fred Rosser get his ass kicked this whole time by Lance and then roll up to win. Like that would have been Oh my god! I can't even. I see it in my brain. Just Matt losing his shit, and um, and just having to leave, and we would have to leave with him. Um. Also, left you guys. I was just going out and hung out by the car. Well, I also need to call attention to this. Asian Joe saying, "I thought we only recognized WWECW." So, Asian Joe, you are correct because leading into you know waiting in line, Kate and I were saying. I don't know what this W or this ECW is because it's really only WWECW. Matt was losing his shit. Yes. If you uh, honestly, if you listen to this podcast for your news and information, just wait in the wrong spot. No, no, no. Full of false information. They have their own narrative. It's like the WWE network, right? Not true. WWE network writes their own stories, right? The Dusty Rhodes A&E documentary, right? They don't tell you that. That Vince put Dusty in the polka dots and 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 that they named Virgil uh, Ted DiBiase slave after Dusty as a shot at him. No, no, no. They make it out to be like uh, he he had to be there. He loved, he embraced the polka dots. No, see the Mark Order has their own narrative. WWECW is the only WECW we recognize. It's fucking nonsense. And you should have your tongue cut out for going into the ECW arena and talking about. Oh, is this where the great Bully Ray from WWECW used to wrestle? Far fucking no, no. And Schlong, there you can attest to the fact there were a lot of bootleg shirts there because I just saw shirts that said ECFNW when in reality we WW. It should say WWECFNW. Right now, suffocate you. 
Let's see you try live, it. Pal. Live murder on this show. Whoa. Let's not go that far. Honestly, Matt, if you can pull it off, I don't even think you'll get charged. <laughs> you take the piss out of the fun there, Ryan. I'm just saying, if you pulled that off, I, I think you'd be Pedro. studying no, it's uh, the only true uh, the only true organization was WWECW. Um, My favorite thing now is though, if you were to go buy modern day ECW merch, it absolutely will have a giant WWE logo somewhere on it. Well, that th- not if that... you know where to buy them from, buddy. It's in modern day. Yeah, I know where to buy modern day ECW reprints. Yeah, there's places. Oh, well, I'm I'm going official merchandise here. I support you know. Yeah, is the, is the NWO an officially licensed fucking WWE? You see what thing? they did to the hat? Oh my god! I think that's I didn't see the hat. I think somebody the made hat. It. I hope so. I don't think that's a real thing. Okay, I'll I'll take your word for that because that was bad. Where they replaced the W with the, the WWE logo. People were really into it though. They are, but it, well, the it best is... part though is. Go ahead. Sorry. They don't advertise like I watched so Will Washington. Is one of the people who bought the Wolfpack shirts, but he pointed out that on the website they didn't show the WWE symbol on the front of the shirt. Yeah, and it's really bad. It's really bad. By the way, Schlong, um, I sort of fucked up uh, the attire on Sunday because uh, if you look at Exhibit A here, um, these Hitman shirts uh, that uh, the Doctor and Matt have on. Um, these are reprints. They may or may not be officially licensed, but um, uh, I bought Matt his for Christmas. I also bought myself one, and I showed one to the doctor. And he wound up purchasing one for himself. Now, I believe Matt had said, oh, I'm bringing it. And I was half joking. I was like, oh, I should bring mine and we'll be twins. Oh, and wouldn't it be funny if the doctor wears his and we'll look like triplets? And I didn't bring it. I, I went with Brody. Those three happy boys. We could have been like triplets uh, wearing the same Hitman shirt and looked really cool together. It would have looked so cool. Let me tell you. We would have. But the other thing too, Schlong, is that um, I need to call out the fact that we also went into Sunday. And that pretty much wraps up Sunday. You know, we were... We didn't get a chance to hang out with Clark. That's totally cool. We we wanted to get home. We were pretty zapped out. Um, but um, I'll say this, Sean. We went into Sunday, uh, Matt, myself, and Kate. We came up with uh, betting odds for us uh, at the Sunday show. And I think we're going to continue to play this game in the future. Oh, yeah. But we came up with betting odds. And it was recogn- who's going to get recognized. By the way, Sunday we did run into LSG, so that was fun. But uh, the game we play now, Schlong, is uh, over-under on being recognized. So clearly, with the amount of shit that she does, uh, Kate had an over-under two and a half. So she's going to get noticed two and a half times. Matt had the over-under of one and a half because Matt is Shining Wizards. He's here when he can be. And then he also... um, does the bread club. Oh, yeah. And then I put myself at half because I really don't do anything besides this. Um, so go 
going into the day, those were the odds. Now, late into the show, um, I didn't have anybody. Matt didn't have anybody. Kate had like one. Well, Kate blew her over. Like she definitely, she was recognized like four times or five times. Um, Matt got recognized once on the way out, not even for bread club. Somebody was like, Oh, shining wizards. Matt was like, yep. I was like, he is. And Matt said, yep. Thanks. And kept walking. That's it's uncomfortable. You just got to keep going, man. And then the doctor told me, I didn't catch it. The doctor was behind me leaving. And he said, uh, there were some people standing against the wall. And he heard them talking and was like, oh, I think that's, uh, you know, the Mark Order podcast. I didn't hear it, but apparently we got recognized. So, again, if that was any of you listening out there watching, thank you. Stop us next time and say hello. Um, But that's the game we're playing. Say hello, though. Don't don't I don't want to. No, especially to Matt. Hug him without even saying anything. It's, It's just I mean, we had this conversation too, Anthony. Like it's, it's uncomfortable, right? You don't, because you don't think anyone's watching, right? You know, the people in the chat, you know, the people in the discord, the people you talk to on Twitter, right? But when a a nameless, faceless person in the wild just says, you're, you're, thanks. You know, it's a little, you don't get used to it. So my thing is I just keep moving, keep on trucking. Thank you so much. And I just keep on going because it's it's uncomfortable. Well, that, and that's totally fine. I get it. Um, it's not because I don't I'm being rude. I just I get I don't it. Know what to say. I get it. I think Asian Joe's right, though. Uh, people should just hug Matt from behind hard. Him. Just don't pull him in. Him. Breathe in his scent. Don't touch. Me. Maybe uh, grab a little of the front. You that's will right. get punched. You will get punched right in the fucking head. Check him just like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> um, but I'll I'll say this. Touch me ever. I, I would honestly say if you recognized me or Schlong, I think if people even recognized you, I think it's okay if they stop and say hello. And like, you know, at least yeah. introduce yourself. We'd like to know if you're watching or listening. I'll need to reintroduce myself. My yeah, of course. Yes. But like, I don't know. It's just it's uncomfortable, man. However, I'm gonna state this. Not in a mm-hmm. bad way. If I don't talk a lot, it's not that I don't want to talk to you, and it's not that I'm being rude. To co- I just don't know what to say. I'll talk to you. So if you want to, I'll stop try. No, I'll. I'm willing. I'll try to talk, but understand sure. that I, that first interaction, I'm gonna be awkward. I mean, you're awkward here, so it all tracks. It also depends how, how much I've been drinking. Dare you? Wrestling show. That is true. If Matt's been drinking a bunch of double Jack and Cokes. He might stop and talk to you for like a half hour. Oh, yeah. I won't let you go. He'll probably yell in your face about random stuff, but it's okay. He's fucking marks. <laughs> yeah. You goddamn marks. Um, so, yeah, Sunday was a lot of fun, and uh, we were back in business on Monday. So, uh, so yeah, it was quite a fun trip. Matt uh, is always fun to travel with, and I will say if you – have not been to a live wrestling show with Matt for those who are lucky enough to be with Matt at a live wrestling show. Even if you're in the same building, it's so much goddamn fun because you have to be able to hear Matt from across the room. I mean, Matt, you were screaming at Finley when he was in the (laughs) ring on Sunday and you had to have hear, you know, you had to show up audibly 
That's what I was hoping if you guys talked to Clark Connors. That's what I was hoping would get discussed. Clark being like, yeah, Finley's out giving a promo. Some asshole in the crowd just yelling the whole time. Yeah, that would have been mad. Yeah, we were going to meet up with Clark, and then we decided we were going to go to Pat and Gino's to get a cheesesteak, Pat or Gino's, and we couldn't find parking after 20 minutes, and I was like, and I hadn't heard from Clark, and I kind of figured it would go, it was going to be a late night, like if we met up with him to have a drink, because I just don't know how to have a drink. Like in that, and I didn't know, like, he was like, I reached out to him. He touched base with me. We're going to go to the hotel, then we're going to figure out where we're going. So it wasn't just going to be Clark. It was probably going to be Clark and Gabe Kid and a couple other the boys. And I wasn't looking to go just, like, have a drink and leave. Like, I was going to fucking mingle because I'm fucking big shit. Uh, bread club mat right and um that's right we couldn't find fucking parking and it was getting later and i knew yeah. i had this aaron hanari interview and i'm like we still have like a fucking two-hour drive yeah and i can't ask anthony to drive oh, i've made that drive that is a tough drive when you're facing it schlong i will say this though it would have been fucking amazing if we met up with clark connors and he was with fucking finley because the Seeing Matt face to face with fucking Finley would have been amazing. And I probably would have tried to slide something in as far as like Matt fucking throwing him under the bus. During you would have tried. You 100% would have. You wouldn't even have tried. I would have been like, I got fucking thrown under the bus before the show started. I wasn't even in the chat. I didn't do it. Fucking drive-by shooting. I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> you really did just catch some strays. Oh, it was just like the Motor City Machine Guns. We were just driving by shooting. Look, man, it's a wrestling show. You go to have fun. You cheer the good guys. That you boo the bad guys. The fuck, some fucking weirdos behind us during the Aussie Open thing were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." They were like, to uh, Canada." Yeah, go back to Canada. And I was like, "What?" And it was fucking Aussie Open. Leo Rush and Big Tom Ishi. Nobody. Pretty sure Canada. none of those. Were guys they being serious though? The dude looked like he had maybe had a couple way too many drinks and the heat was getting to him because he looked like his whole head was saturated. Dude, I'll say this by that by that main event at one point, I thought my eyes were all fucked up and I was seeing like like I thought like uh, I was seeing shit like and like I had shit in my eyes. And then I realized the fucking humidity was just keeping the smoke hanging in the room and it was just the smoke, the fog passing in front of my glasses and it made me think my eyes were all fucked up yep it was really hot in that room uh by the end i mean not like ungodly hot like if that was in the summer we probably would have been really fucked but but i feel like i've been in there in the summer and it was better i just don't think they crank up the air when it's they just need something to suck the air out yeah but a lot of fun a lot of fun and i look forward to our next trip who knows when that'll be but uh, I'm going to try. I, I know Kate got tickets to that all-star junior festival. Mm. I'm real, I know. I know. We talked on the ride back, but I know it might be something I have to go see. But it's still not like, in for that one. Who, me? Yeah. It depends on, like, you know, vacation and stuff like that. You know, I don't know what's good. You know, it's just tough because... Like we have Metallica a couple weeks before, um, and then. But isn't it just a Saturday? Yeah, it but is. A but Saturday in August is. 
for yeah for matt it's a work thing for me it's like we're doing metallica a couple weeks before and then we don't know if we're going down the shore you know or not at some point and school's going to be coming up for anthony so uh, or for baby money so it's like you know there's a lot of shit happening in august i don't know if i could squeeze in a single saturday but we'll see that could be that could be the next one but um you know it'll be the ryan and kate show could be um, I'm gonna see what I could pull. I fuck my heart sunk when it said fucking August. I was like, mother. I father. saw your reaction. I know, mother. Your heart was broken. It really was. And Schlong, you're holding up uh, uh, your your doll in front of you. There she is. Oh yeah, the, the former woman's champion, friend so, of the Shining Wizards. I that's right, friend of the Shining Wizards, um, Nyla Rose. So I finally was able to deliver schlong and kate's christmas gifts uh so kate got her eddie kingston which was on her night table or nightstand in the hotel uh with her and then uh schlong you've unpackaged you've let your nyla rose breathe yeah i mean i had to i'm gonna this is just a toy now for me that's fine you can't like you as much as you see me playing with it when i bring it up i'm doing twice as much with it just sitting in front she's dancing it's all it's just a fidget toy for you now I have to have a fidget toy at all times. So, yes. Nice. I'm glad you enjoy it, pal. Do. Thank you. So, boy, we've been going an hour and a half. We've t- been talking. Any AEW. It's all right. We're going we're gonna to talk about Dynamite after we take a short break here so we can uh, maybe uh, take a little pee-pee, maybe get some water. Matt, I think you're going to dip out, right? You got to eat some dinner. I didn't, and, see, um, I didn't get to see Dynamite tonight. So, that's fine. Silly of me. It was explosive. Silly. Get it. Sit here and try and talk about it. While you have a switchblade Jay White match to watch. Hell yeah, I do. And um, we're going to talk about everything else that happened on Dynamite. But we definitely wanted to get to to chat about our weekend trip. Uh, So we're not going to touch on Rampage this week. Rampage was on a weird fucking schedule. It wound up being, I think, a pretty good episode, but we're going to pass it tonight. and We're just going to go into Dynamite. We wanted to talk with Matt while we had him. Yeah, man, um, the trip was a, the trip is great. The wrestling is great, but it's about like all the fun pictures we took and the fucking ball busting and, and all that stuff, like the memories. I, I know people are used to me being sentimental and cheesy, but like that was a, that was a fucking great time. And that's why I love doing these trips. I don't get to do them often, so they mean more to me when uh when i get to do them with you guys so it's fucking that's a it's a hoot and we got ryan out of the house i know with but the, the you know ryan never gets invited to anything well ryan was there yes he was he now what? came out of the know. bubble three times He's i've been to a wrestling show with ryan more than any of you people in the chat no it's more than three matt four we got two grand slams oh you yep. said four, two grand slams mm-hmm. oh yeah Newark. you Newark. that's right you did come to Newark. Yep. two new japan shows that's right. I was a little inebriated for the first one, so I apologize. Yeah, yeah, a little. <laughs> Come on, man. So maybe it's like four and a half. No, I counted. For me, it's there. five. For Matt, it's four. I remember um, he was there. Also, I failed to I failed to mention this. We did have a Matt fact two on Sunday. Oh yeah. We had to. We did educate Schlong Matt on the whole Kid Rock Bud Light situation that he knew nothing about. That stupid situation. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, smarter like, for not yeah. knowing about it. But Matt didn't know about it because somehow Bud Light or Kid Rock came up and uh, and then we were making snide comments about it. Matt was like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
It's like, okay. Mad fact. It ain't baseball, wrestling, or murder. I don't know fuck all about it. It's Old true. murder, not new murder. Old murder. You know, that's right. You know, let the, the new two true crime, it's got to simmer. You know, it's got to get a nice flavor to it. We can't just jump right in. Yeah. Did you watch the Waco documentary? Did I ever on Netflix? Did you watch the Boston Bomber documentary? No, not yet. I heard it's really good, though. It's on my queue. The Waco one was pretty good. And there's a show on uh, Showtime now sort of dealing with the aftermath of Waco. Not bad. I got to check it out. It's not bad. I can't remember. Uh, I think his name is Michael Shannon. He played Zod in the new in one of the Superman movies. Yes. Uh, he's in it. He's very good. Uh, today's the 30th anniversary of Waco. Like when they when they killed everybody. Yeah. Wild man. Wild. But anyway. We're yeah, going to take a little break, break here. Ended. Well, wait, before you take it, I'm sorry. Can I just, I just want to plug my shit. Can I plug my shit? Yeah, uh, I was going to throw it to you. Go ahead. Oh, cool. I'm sorry. So if you're not familiar with me, I'm on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast every Monday night. Be sure. Um, you call it whatever you want. Just tune in. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm saying it's your B show. Oh, okay. Whatever you want to call it, man. I don't care. Just tune in. Tune in, download, listen. We had Shep Alexander on the show. Uh, he's from the New Japan, New Zealand dojo. Uh, mm-hmm. He used to be a police officer. We got into some crazy stories about that. The fucking wildlife down in Australia, New Zealand. It's fucking tree bears, awful shit. Danger bears, I don't know. Good um, and he's, he's a wrestler, so that's good. Uh, I did a special interview with Aaron Hanare. That's up on our YouTube channel, and it's available in podcast form. If you're not familiar with Aaron, he's part of the United Empire. I think he's going to have a huge 2023 in New Japan. So it's a great way to introduce yourself to Aaron. And then I do the Bread Club every other week with my fine SDA show, Kieran. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are strictly a New Japan podcast. So check that out. It's on Fightful Overbooked, FightfulOverbooked.com. And it drops on the Shining Wizards Network a week after it comes out on Fightful Overbooked. Matt's in the cult. <sighs> I'm not in the cult. Ryan, Matt's in the cult. He's in the cult. I'm not. Ryan talks to more people for Fightful than I do. Ryan's in the cult, like, too. Like, today, he's talked to more Fightful people than I have in the last three months. Guarantee. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just letting you know I'm not in a cult. You're in the cult. It's very You're little, in a couple cults, actually. We just don't very little conversation. Other. I would love to be in a cult. I would like to be a cult leader. I'm the only one who's not I can't see cult. you following in a cult at all. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Like when someone was like, "Nope, you don't get to sleep with your wife anymore." I do. I'd be like, "The fuck you do? Give a shit who you think you are." Hmm, we're, all right, we're out. Next Colt. Well, we're gonna be out just for a few minutes to take a break. Matt, always a pleasure having you join us. Uh, and fun to it's talk about the trip. Great to see you guys. And look, if you're listening to this, you're watching live, you're listening in podcast form. You have a friend that likes AEW. Why are you not bringing them here to the Mark Order podcast? Good question. What what are you what are you doing? Get these numbers up. Get here every Wednesday night. Even if you're here for 20 minutes. I know it gets late. You're on the West Coast, though. You got no excuse. That's right. And you gotta hang out with Anthony, Ryan, Kate. Sometimes I show my mug. We have a good time. That's true. These guys, nobody breaks down AEW like the Mark Order podcast. You know what I like to say? I like to steal from Mr. Get Your Shit in Brian Cage. Who better? Nobody. You guys are great. I love you. I had a great time this weekend. I'll see you guys uh, later. I'm going to go watch Dynamite now.
Sounds good, Matt. You go watch Dynamite. We are going to take a break uh, to rehydrate, refuel, and uh, let you guys know about some of the other shows that are part of the Shining Wizards Network. And we will be right back to talk about all things Dynamite here on the Mark Order Podcast. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to the Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive and believe me they are fantastic if you can't support us monetarily if you don't shop at amazon that's absolutely fine continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the world wide web and make sure you like rate review subscribe do all that good stuff doesn't cost you anything helps us out and we can continue to bring you the love fest that is the shining wizards What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Entertainment Media. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes so join your cool uncle snowy and his co-host aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network.
What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder. Because if you don't find us, we will find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down-under pounders that co-host Rogue Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves, and when you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn. Get off my lawn, asshole! We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading every wrestling figure line that's out there. I'm talking LJMs. I'm talking Jacks. I'm talking Hasbros. Who doesn't like a little Hulk of Blacks? It's a Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast production found on the Shining Wizards Network. I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Rowe! And together we are the co-hosts of your Duke and Rowe. If you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows, we got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones, too. We're currently talking about the death of Dungeons and Dungeons. I know what we're fucking talking about! Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to uh, I like to listen to the Year of Duke and Rope podcast. They're uh, funny guys. That, uh, I like when they I like when they talk about Arch Plows. I like Arch Plows. That's, uh, that's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right. It's a podcast for two men. Two men. Duke Banks, Kevin Rowe. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right. And who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke Oklahoma. Once in a while, Vince Russo stops by. Oh, you piece of shit! If you're not listening to the Year of Duke and Rome podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you gotta slide one in there. If you're a man, if you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can do. You're talking about sliding one in there. Bro, take the time to slide one in there. Alright, bro, you piece of shit. Slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network. All right. We are back here on the Mark Order podcast. And Shalong, before we move on, whoa, you are out of focus. Um, I noticed. I am fixing it. All good, man. Uh, I do want to say, uh, I we obviously kid 
with Matt about B show, A show, all that stuff, you, you should be listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. Uh, it's a phenomenal show. A lot of fun. Hey, uh, fourth wizard, handsome Kevin. Uh, so they're rocking the four man team. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and they do great interviews. They play, you know, fun games and they do picks and all that kind of stuff. So you should definitely, if you like us, you should check them out. They talk all wrestling, not just, uh, you know, one brand. So, uh, definitely check them out, uh, on Monday nights, like Matt said, and, uh, you know, support anything Matt and, uh, Matt is doing, especially with the bread club and other stuff. So, uh, the other thing we ask that you do is give us a follow on social at Mark order pod on all forms of social. Uh, and, uh, if you'd like to support us a couple of ways, you could do that. Uh, if you'd like to support us with no cost to you, head over to the, to our socials in our, uh, in our profiles, we have our link tree. You can click the button to get some free Mark order podcast stickers. And when you do that, you just need to give us your name, your mailing address, the country you live in and, uh, your email, because I needed to use an email this weekend to get an address, uh, and we'll send you over some free Mark Order podcast stickers. Uh, no shipping, no handling, nothing. Uh, we take care of everything and we ship them worldwide. So please, if you would like to support us for free, hit up uh, our link tree for some free stickers. I actually, uh, Schlong, I got to mail some out to Canada, so our pa- to our pal SJ. Uh, and uh, I got to send some to Germany to our pal uh, Kratzo. So, um, so we are, we are worldwide. We are global. They know us like uh, the fans in Philly know us. Uh, So uh, we'll be sending some stickers out. And for anybody who'd like to support us uh, monetarily, um, you can head to the link tree and uh, hit up our Pro Wrestling Tees store. If you're not in the link tree, you can go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkOrderPod or just search MarkOrderPodcast on Pro Wrestling Tees and you'll find our store where we have uh, four designs up for you to purchase, a couple of uh, single uh, single designs, just a front print and a couple double sided. Uh, and any money you spend there, uh, we sink right back into the show to help make it better and, and do all that kind of stuff. So if you, uh, do that, we greatly, uh, appreciate that support too. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, that's about all I want to say for us, but Schlong, much like, uh, we are not sponsored by Celsius, although I'd love to, you know, I am, I am on a, I am on a little bit of a beverage kick and I'm a little thirsty <clears throat> and I'm a man schlong who can't have a lot of carbonated beverages, but if I'm going to choose a carbonated beverage and something that is, uh, you know, not full of added sweeteners and, and stuff like that, I am certainly going to pick up a polar seltzer. This is another beverage I would love to get a freaking sponsorship out of. This polar seltzer is fantastic. This is schlong jalapeno mar uh citrus margarita let me take a little I wonder how many people you'd have to send a polar seltzer to get a sponsorship from polar seltzer oh my goodness this is wonderful it's citrusy it's got a little bit of spice to it um it's wonderful no calories no sodium no carbs no sugar it's just a nice refreshing beverage and we'd love to be sponsored by polar i'll tell you that much yeah, so, so if someone knows someone at Polar or Celsius, send them our way. We'd love and convince to talk. Them that it's a good idea. Yeah, we'd love to talk. So Shlong, let's get into um let's get into Dynamite tonight. Let's talk a little AEW wrestling since we talked a lot of New Japan in our road trip this weekend. Uh so tonight they were back in uh 
in the steel city of Pittsburgh. And the show opened up not with wrestling tonight. They opened up uh, with a segment. Um, and they don't do that a lot, but clearly they've been lining up sort of the, the title picture for the next pay-per-view. So we get Jungle Boy Jack Perry making his entrance. And before he can get very much out, Sammy Guevara enters and he gets ready to speak. And that's when Darby enters. And Darby is the first one to speak. And Schlong, I will say this. It was a rough night on the mic for Darby Allen. It was a little tough for him to string some things together. But he tells Sammy all out of all the pillars, he's known him the longest. And he likes him the most, but he's the least qualified to challenge for the title because the perception is reality. And he comes off like a sidekick. And then he claims he and Sting are equals. And after all that... After all, it's not the Sting Appreciation Society. He also says Chris Jericho's holding Guevara back. If they have a problem with that, he'd love to talk it out. As for Jungle Boy, he had to work the least hard to get there. And he was handpicked because he's part of the California clique. When he was announced uh, uh, as under contract, Darby was still living out of his car. He was jealous, but it didn't take long for that to disappear because nothing about it uh, nothing about uh, Jungle Boy intimidates him. And that's when Jungle Boy says he always sees kids in the crowd with faces painted like Darby. He wonders what they'd think if he knew if they knew the real Darby, who's antisocial, unfriendly and a little bit rude. Jack says it wasn't even Darby's first choice uh, to be an AEW. He wouldn't be here if it hadn't if he hadn't failed at skateboarding. And Jungle Boy adds that Sammy's an immense dirtbag and says out of Darby and MJF, uh, he'd actually he actually respects Guevara the most. For better or for worse with Sammy, what you see is exactly what you get. He puts his body, his life, and his future on the line, and Jack respects that, but he's still a scumbag piece of shit. And Sammy takes his turn and says that Jungle Boy is just like MJF. Handpicked to be there, and at the first double or nothing, Darby didn't work it, and Sammy was on a pre-show. Uh, and he watched Brett the Hitman Hart in the ring with Jungle Boy and MJF. He said, even go back to Revolution, neither Sammy or Darby made the card, but MJF and Jungle Boy did, so he feels like he can relate the most to Darby, two sides of the same coin, willing to do whatever it takes to make it. Uh, and uh, he has to thank Jungle Boy for giving him hope when Alan lost after, uh, when Alan had lost, uh, you know, and then bam, he was the first pillar to win a title. Uh, he saw Darby become champion. He thought he'd do it and better. And he did. And there's never, uh, there's this never ending sort of competition between the two of them. But now it's Alan's time to sit back and watch as Sammy becomes the first world champ. And Jack says that he's got, he's going to be the next champion, but not for himself, for everyone who supported him since day one. Well, that's when MJF makes his entrance. And he says he doesn't really care what Pittsburgh thinks as they boo him. He tells his fellow pillars to stop fighting. He's uh, to stop fighting over him, him and he's going to blush. But he knows they're all tied up in the rankings. So he had a talk with his good friend, Tony Khan. There's going to be a pillars tournament to crown a number one contender, double or nothing. So one of them's going to get a buy in round one. And he calls somebody out with a hat to pick a name out of it. And it's Darby. So Darby gets the buy. So in round one, it's going to be Sammy versus Jack Perry. And that's going to happen tonight in the main event. And then they go to break. So what happens is basically they outline a schlong that tonight we're going to get this match between uh, Sammy and Jack. 
And then whoever wins that is going to get Darby. And whoever wins that is going to get MJF at double or nothing. So we've been talking about this for a few weeks long. We weren't sure if they were going to burn a four way right away or if they were going to do a singles match and sort of figure out how to get there. It looks like they're going to they're not going to burn a four way. Um, They're going to do a singles match double or nothing. Maybe everybody's going to get a shot at some point. So um, I guess long two things. What do you think about the opening promo? Uh, Gordon has a good question. He said, uh, did Darby come off as heel or is it just him? So I guess that, you know, you can tackle that, that as well. But uh, also, do you like this format of, of a singles match, sort of a tournament to get to a singles match or would you prefer to four way? Uh, so I would prefer the four way. Let's just start there. That's what they were building to the whole time. I think it was just made more sense for the story you're telling probably more fun match. Uh, I don't think it hurts anyone in a four-way in this. You had to have people lose. You had to come up creative endings, which we already saw. Uh, so I'm, I was a bigger fan of the four-way than these one-on-one matches, especially because you don't have an even amount of guys. If someone had to get a buy, it's a whole thing. The, I liked this segment. I know not a lot of people online said they didn't. I liked it. I think it established why each guy deserves to be there, why each guy's unique, what makes them the same, what makes them different. Like It kind of... Really was the first time I felt like they laid they laid out. Besides being called a pillar, like what's what's going on here? Darby kind of comes off as a heel, but he always does. Darby's character is not like a good character, like in terms of like he's not a good guy. He just happens to be babyface. So yeah, he definitely comes off as heel, but he kind of always does. I actually think Sammy did the best. I think Sammy had the most logic. I think his point was the best, and I think he sounded the most natural. It's really hard to gauge uh, interactions tonight because the miking of the crowd and the miking of the wrestlers was all over the place. So I have absolutely no idea whether fans were into it or not because you could not tell necessarily. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'm going to agree with you there. I thought for sure Sammy came off <clears throat> really good tonight. and I think Darby took a step back again on the mic. I thought that he got distracted with the crowd yelling at him. He said, well, I don't even know what to call you to jungle boy and the crowd started sort of responding and he sort of threw him off or he couldn't remember where he was going. I can't yeah. tell. Um, but Sammy definitely came out best here. I'm with you there tonight. Uh, and Sammy a couple of weeks ago in long Island was booed heavily. I mean, because you're in long Island, right? Like that's MJF's home. So it's going to be a tough spot, <clears throat> but I was also, what was interesting to me, Schlong was when Sammy came out in this opening segment he didn't come out with uh, with JAS graphics. He didn't come out in his JAS, you know, uh, vest. He came out as Sammy Guevara, distanced a little bit from the JAS. And I kind of like that uh, for this because he should be sort of standing on his own going for a for a title shot here. Um, well, so we'll I'm, see how long that lasts. That's true. We'll get to that. Uh, but I did. I did like the fact that um, that Sammy came out best here. Um, and I didn't have a problem with this segment either for the same reasons you did. There was a lot of logic behind what they were saying. Like there are valid points all around for like why one guy would be saying that you had an easy route to where you got and other guys wouldn't be saying, you know, wouldn't have that same route. So I didn't have a problem with this. And as far as the four way goes, you know, <clears throat> it would have been cool to have a four way, but then I think you burn a lot of future 
you you burn a lot of future sort of title matches by doing a four way right away, right? Like then you have to move on to something else and who's the next person up. I think if you do this, it's it's smart because you get to you get to a singles match and then these two other guys still can lay claim to the fact that I still But how could they lay claim? They lost the matches to get there. Well see in a four way you can lay claim because I wasn't the guy to take the pin. I think either I agree. Okay, I'll see. I'll see on that. Yes, you you still have that, but I think you can you can do the same thing sort of both ways. In this case, MJF is making you jump through hoops again, right? So like, it's what he wants. He's the champ. You're jumping through hoops. But <clears throat> I think you, we we could probably still get to a four way even after they maybe have some singles matches for the title, right? Whether they do it on pay-per-views or some sort of uh, free sort of extra show or something like that, which would be shocking if they did that. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm sort of burned on this tournament style thing that they do. Um, and I'm with you. It's awkward because you have three guys. So somebody's going to get an automatic buy. And there's sort of like no logic to that. Um, so it, it, it's a little weird now to your point on production too, Shalom, cause I actually was going to bring this up when we get to the next match, but it's valid here. I'm, a, I'm with you on the audio, but what the fuck was going on with the cameras tonight? Holy moly. Now I'll say this. It seems like they were trying new stuff, right? Like more action on the cameras sort of outside the ring and following people around. But boy, early on, I was getting fucking nauseous from the amount of camera switches that were happening in the back. (laughs) Like they kept moving from camera to camera to camera. Like it just seemed crazy. I can appreciate them trying a a little bit, something different, like a different look. Uh, But boy, it seemed really disjointed at first. Yeah. They they don't have that down yet. They're not there. (laughs) They tried something and it didn't work. No. Um, But I can appreciate them trying, but um we move on from there. As I said, they sort of outlined how the tournament was going to work. And then we get into our first match of the night and it's uh team DMD, Britt Baker, uh, D M D and, uh, Jamie hater versus the outcast and Ruby Soho and Tony storm. I can appreciate the, uh, the update to the wardrobe for the outcast coming out in the green leathers. Uh, so that was good. Thank you, Nyla. Um, and, um, you know, the pop for Brit was big. Now, something that's sort of match aside schlong, I was a little thrown off because they were in weird corners of this ring during this match. Like they were not in sort of the traditional TV corners where you usually have one team in the top left hand corner and one team in the bottom right. They were actually reversed. Like Brit was in well, the, the top hand right was reversed. Corner. It was. Uh, it was. Um, but they were definitely in different corners. And then later on in the night, when we got to our trios match, they were in the correct sort of layout corners for television. Um, but it was just a little odd either way. Um, the big story here was, um, like Britt, Britt Baker was held out of the ring for so long, right? There was an early jump by, um, by the outcasts before the match even got started. And then eventually, uh, Britt Baker does get into the ring, huge pop. And cutting to the end, Team DND DMD wins by submission with the lockjaw from Britt Baker on Ruby Soho. Um, so this was sort of a return to the ring for Britt Baker. She had been dealing with some injuries that 
apparently weren't getting really better as quickly as I guess they had hoped. It seemed like she was all good now. Um, and the outcasts weren't able to, to get away with the win. Uh, team DMD was able to win this match. Um, so I didn't have a problem with this. It was good to see Britt back in the ring. Jamie Hayter's great. We know what Tony storm and, uh, and Ruby can do. Um, there were a couple moments that were awkward. Again, I think part of that was the, the camera switches that were happening every five fucking seconds. But like, there were some weird moments. Like you could see Tony was trying to throw Jamie Hayter into the ring and like Jamie couldn't get in, uh, for some reason. Um, it just was weird for things like that, but eventually they did settle in and this was a nice match. I thought this was a nice match. Yeah. Once they said, I'm with you. They took them a little bit to settle, but once they settled it, it was real good. Um, I like, I liked it a lot more with the story built later. Um, but I just thought it was fun. It made sense that, that, that Brit and Jamie win because besides the home cr- crowd, they're the more established team. They should win. So kind of like that story. And, you know, I also liked it again, later on it changes and I really like it. But for this moment, the outcasts don't always get their way. Right. Because if your heroes can't beat them at any point, what are we even doing? Uh, and real quick, Ricardo L. I can't, remember, he just ends into Pepsi. Um, points out, didn't they get Kevin Dunn's apprentice? Well, they did get the guy below him. I don't know if you'd consider him as apprentice. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he's going to do the full camera cuts that Kevin Dundon, because they've had him for a while. And this is the worst tonight was the worst I ever noticed it. I'm with Anthony. They might have been trying some stuff and hopefully they get bad feedback and get told it's it's no good. Well, I think also part of it is if they're trying stuff like that, Schlong, obviously <clears throat> the camera guys need to know what they're doing, too. Right. Like you need to be in the, the right spots out of sort of each other's way. So if they haven't been doing that, like they're going to be all out of sorts. So maybe they'll, they'll try to do more of it. Hopefully not as quick and not like the fucking WWE where every time somebody's getting punched, they're doing the zoom in and stuff like that. That would kill me. But the only um, thing I, I have hope for there is. Sorry, I saw Jesse Ozark's comment about why is my mic blurred to, to phallic. Honestly, I have no idea if I move it, down and around it on blurs. I think it's just where it's popping up in the scene. But uh, the only thing I'll say there is Tony Khan, like he doesn't adjust storylines because on fan reaction a whole lot, but he does adjust parts of production based on fan reaction. So if people yeah. complain, he will change. Cause like he changed the, he made the lighting different in the arena back to actually having it well lit mm-hmm. because fans were like this, this dark stuff sucks. And he, he made the change. So my only hope there is that if enough people are like, we do not want these cuts. Plus, even he knows how bad the WWE camera cuts are. Like it's a running joke in the wrestling industry. Yeah. I don't think he's his idea is to go full blown WWE. I'm with you. They tried some stuff, and I don't think the cameraman either knew or had practiced enough. I appreciate them for trying something new, right? For but they got ironed it out for sure. Um, I thought I had something else to add, but it's gone, Brian. So I'm going to keep moving on, and if I remember, I'll bring it back up. But we move on to Renee uh, interviewing Wardlow backstage, and he says it wasn't long ago where he had a horseman ringside for him 
who taught him everything uh, about everything, uh, excuse me, about evening up the odds. So he reached out to another horseman for assistance and Arn Anderson rolls in. Uh, and uh, he recounts the feud between Will Hobbs and Wardlow and basically tells him he should do some four horsemen stuff because that wakes people up. And Tully taught him to be the best che- uh, checkers player in the arena. But tonight, get ready because they're going to start playing chess. And so that ends the segment. Now, Shlong, I don't really have too much to add here. We're clearly building up. But the nice thing here, the nice thing that I see here is finally we see a baby face smartening up to even the numbers game. Yes. Uh, so that's just kind of nice. They do it later on in the show, but there is a tie in between QT and, and Arn. So that makes Arn the natural guy to step in with, with um, Wardlow. So I liked that too. For sure. So we'll move on and the elite, make their entrance to get on the mic as they're there to address the crowd. And Kenny tells, uh, Kenny starts off saying, you know, the past weeks have been some of the most difficult in his life. And the BCC are, are four of the most respected men in wrestling until they made his friends bleed and sent him to the hospital. He's been having trouble sleeping and sees the screwdriver in the top turnbuckle. And he wishes that he'd taken it and stabbed Moxley in the face instead. So uh, tonight isn't a meet and greet. It's an invitation. He wants the BCC to come to the ring so they can squash the beef like men. And that's when the American Dragon appears on the the big screen and calls them amateurs coming out and saying they don't have much to say when they have promo time. But nobody pays to see an open mic, uh, an open micer at a stand up comedy club. Well, as he says that, that's when the BCC attack the elite from the back of the ring. And they have some back and forth and brawl all over the floor. Yuta, you know, cracks Matt Jackson in the injured bicep with the title belt. Uh, Claudio. Dr. Bombs, Kenny to hell. And uh, the injuries eventually get Blackpool, give the back Blackpool Combat Club the edge. And that's when Danielson comes down the aisle. He says he thought Kenny would be a professional, but maybe he's not. And Don Callis comes down to the ring with a chair, ready to ready to help out. But Danielson calls him out. And then uh, he drops the chair and runs off back up the ramp. So Brian says that Kenny would rather sit in the lobby Uh, of his own potential. And if that's the case, he needs to be gone. So Danielson pulls the screwdriver out, but that's when Don Callis returns with Takeshita and Takeshita hits the ring to fight the Blackpool combat club off. Um, He gets in front of Danielson sort of between him and Omega. uh, And they take out Yuta with a V trigger and a blue thunder bomb, a blue thunder bomb. And they send Mox pack in, uh, and that's when Callus joins Omega and Takeshita in the ring, raises their hands. The rest of the, the elite, the, the young bucks get in the ring. They raise their arms. And it looks like, Schlong, we have a little alliance with uh, Takeshita. And it's something we weren't sure was going to happen because we haven't, you know, we've been seeing Callus court Takeshita, but it really hadn't paid off until tonight. And even tonight at first, it looked like Takeshita was a little hesitant. The elite weren't really sure what to think of this, but it looks like for now, there is an alliance. I think it's very convenient that Takeshita was so close by to grab from Don Callis. I'm starting to smell a little something fishy. It is, you know, it is something that we know, Schlong, that um, the BCC has been uh, sort of talking about Takeshita a little bit. 
you know, Danielson had mentioned Takesh and Callis had been courting uh, Takeshita. Uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen with him. And it looks like for tonight, he was with the elite. So I'm with you. I'm not 100% sold on Takeshita. Um, but looks like for now, this has evened up the numbers. Uh, he so comes off knows? looking like a star, though. Oh, I mean, for Takeshita, this is a great spot to put him in because you're with the biggest players in the company. But also, you're the guy who saved them. Like, you were the, right. the heavy. Like, that is a star role. He They made him... I mean, he was not that he needed a ton to be made more than he was, but this was like a big moment. Like, this is where we think you are. 100%. This is a great spot for Takeshita. Um, and, um, you know, we're going to have to see where it goes from here because uh, you would think that there's going to be some sort of four on four at double or nothing. And Takeshita is probably going to be part of that as long as this alliance can stay intact. And we'll have to see sort of what the next steps are maybe next week. So we'll see. But it was an interesting turn of events that then led into our next match of the night, which was Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the AEW TNT Championship. And again, Arn Anderson is in the corner uh, for uh, for Wardlow. And again, it's just two meaty men slapping meat um, in this whole match. At one point, of course, the numbers... Uh, you know, for uh, for Hobbs sort of play into the match. Um, uh, the young lady, uh, Harley, gets up onto the ring to distract the ref. Uh, Arn Anderson gets up to check her out. They're able to to hit uh, Wardlow. QT gets in the ring and, and is able to take out Wardlow, but Hobbs can't get the pin. And eventually, uh, QT Marshall climbs back into the ring to argue with the ref, and that's when Arn Anderson gets in there. And I love, Schlong, that Arn Anderson pulls out the Glock, figuratively speaking, and points it at, uh, points it at uh, QT, who leaves the ring. Penta comes down for a super kick behind, uh, behind uh, QT, and then QT's back in the ring. He gets the DDT from uh, from Arn to essentially neutralize him. And Hobbs uh, falls uh, prey to the Powerbomb Symphony. And Wardlow is back on top, becoming the new TNT champion. That, I believe, Schlong puts him at three-time. Is that right? He's a three-time yep. champion. He's a three-time champion. So, Schlong, what do you think of the... Uh, well, I should also mention that post-match... Uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come to the stage basically for a stare down, which you would assume is a challenge. Now, what we don't know is, is it Luchasaurus? That's what I'm assuming. Is it Christian? I mean, they could both take a shot at this title, right? Just to try to get it Wardlow. But either way, um, that's sort of where we leave this uh, this match in this segment. So, Shlong, what do you think of the match? I thought it was a nice showing for both of these guys. We haven't seen Wardlow on TV for a while, and this was a nice match for Hobbs too. Uh, so, a couple things. One, I uh, I really enjoyed the match. I'm not thrilled with the result. I'll be honest. I don't like how short Hobbs' reign was. I kind of wanted him to have it longer. Uh kind of he did have some good defenses penta ray phoenix but i just feel like he could have held it a little longer and had some more come out of it but that's you know that's a tough call because they do kind of hot potato the tnt a bit they always have uh 
they they care more about the number of defenses than they do the length you have it. So that's that's a different discussion. I'm not upset Wardlow has it because he's awesome. I thought he lost it too quick. So there was like it's a weird. Both guys have lost it quick. The addition of Arn is great. Uh, I think it showed that two big men can have a really good match if they're both really talented. So yeah, that was a benefit. I think Christian is the ultimate challenger for Wardlow, but you'll probably get a Luchasaurus in between. I think Luchasaurus is like the, the warm-up act, but Christian is the ultimate challenger for that TNT title. And I love that because yeah. that's a real feud. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that uh, I think you're right. I think that that's where we're getting. <clears throat> and maybe Christian comes at uh, maybe Christian comes at uh, double or nothing, right? That's where the challenge sort of takes place. So we'll see. But Wardlow is back on top for now. I don't disagree with you. I think that Hobbs run was a little short, but you know, this sort of feud was unresolved. So now we uh, we have it resolved. So we'll see what what's next for Hobbs. Uh, maybe he separates fully from QTV, but uh, who knows? We'll see what's next. Moving on, we get Renee interviewing Sammy Guevara backstage, but MJF rolls up. Sammy says they're not friends, and Max says they've gotten off on the wrong foot. He kind of likes him, even if he sticks his tongue out more than Gene Simmons on meth. And uh, MJF says he thinks... He has a mutually beneficial sort of arrangement that they can make and offers Sammy a guaranteed spot in the main event of Double or Nothing. And all he has to do is lay down tonight. And Guevara says he's going to win the tournament and then beat Max at Double or Nothing. And MJF tries to shake his confidence with odds talk, and he even sweetens the pot with a blank check and a pen. Max offers him his back to fill it out, so Sammy does so and hands the check back to MJF to review, and he's shocked, but he says there's a deal. And Sammy refuses a handshake, saying that friends hug, and he hugs, at, hugs MJF. So, Shlong, we're just building clearly. This is another layer to this match tonight. What is Sammy going to do? And I guess we're moving on. Now, I'll, I'll say this, Shlong. I loved the blank check gimmick, and he sort of, Sammy showed Renee the check and then gave it to MJF, and MJF was, like, blown away by that offer asking, is this real? And Samuel's like, yeah, that's, that's my price. And, uh, MJF agrees. And I loved it. Renee was like, I thought it was a fair offer. I do like that. It was enough to make MJF pause, but it was a fair offer. That's all that matters. It's fair. Right. So we'll see what happens as we get to the main event, but Schlong, we're into the uh, AEW Dynamite debut for the newly signed Switchblade, Jay White. And he Switch goes on Jay White. Come on. He's the Switchblade. Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club Gold. Thank you. Butter Knife, Jay White. That's what it would have been if he went to the other place. Butter Knife, Jim Black. Um, and Jay White's going up against Commander. Uh, so, uh, we've seen commander a few times in the ring. I think there were people out there schlong who thought this was going to be a pretty straight up squash, but that is not what we got. Um, we had a competitive match, uh, and, uh, to sort of add to that, um, on the outside of the ring in the crowd, we had, um, uh, we had Sean Spears, uh, and I love the fact that he was raiding, uh, 
the matches that went on holding up cards, uh, five, six, you know, whatever. Um, but as we go through this match, commander definitely gets some offense in, <clears throat> but, uh, it's just not enough to take out Jay white who does win by pinfall with the blade runner. And afterwards, Sean Spears gives the match a five, um, uh, from the crowd. And that's when juice Robinson, uh, gets him over the barricade and beats him down from ringside. Bullet Club Gold are able to to beat him down together, and that's when absolute Ricky Starks makes the save, and a spear from uh, a spear on Juice sends them packing. Uh, so a couple interesting wrinkles here, Schlong, uh, with Sean Spears. Obviously, Ricky Starks um has uh has an issue with uh Bullet Club Gold, uh, but I'll say this. Uh, if you're picking up what I'm spilling here, seeing Jay White on U.S. television gets me all Juice Robinson. It's just really great. Wow. It's really great. Wow. Really great to see Jay White on U.S. television and get him in front of more eyes. Um, but I, I didn't have a problem with this match. I was glad that this wasn't a squash and schlong. Might I also add that uh, shortly after this match uh, took place, Tony Khan did make it official that commander is now all elite, um, which is great. Um, you know, uh, commander has after tonight's match, he's three, he's Owen three in an AEW ring. But even with that, um, he's really impressed the crowds. Like every match he's had, the crowds have just been really behind him. Um, and apparently there was, uh, interest uh, from the, uh, from the E, uh, after he's appeared a few times on a, on AEW television. So this was one maybe that they were able to keep away from the E. Um, the only thing I see out there is people are sort of like hoping, please don't let him get lost in the shuffle because of all of the, uh, all of the talent that they've been signing that we really haven't been seeing that much of. But again, I'll say this, and we really haven't talked about this, um, you know, I didn't even have it really in news and notes, but the rumors are out there and they're not confirmed, but they're not sort of cheap rumors um, that they're going to be adding this third TV show um, on Saturdays, which is rumored to be a two hour show. And the word is that they're going to be bringing back CM Punk and splitting this roster. Um, so, you know, for me, Schlong, somebody like Commander, he could work really well in Ring of Honor. They have their Thursday shows. Um, if they really are doing a hard roster split, he could work on a Saturday night show. So I'm not too worried. And I think he's an attraction you put in front of the crowd and and they really, um, you know, are behind him. So Shlong, I guess let's get your take on all of that stuff. Plus the match. What do you think here? Match great. Uh, two incredible talents. I think it does a favor for Jay White to not make it be a squash because Jay White can show how well he can wrestle. Cause I think as much as the AEW audience knows that it doesn't hurt to reestablish just how good this guy is and squashes for someone like Jay White don't help because that's not really where his talent lies. He's not the monster coming in and destroying. He is the really good wrestler. You want to see wrestle commander commander, however they say is amazing. He does some incredible rope work. Uh, he, he fit really well with Jay White, which gives me a lot of hope for the guys he'd face in AEW because, you know, he, they're not all going to be luchadors. They're going to be a lot of different things. So he did real well there. 
in regards to signing him, getting lost in the shuffle type deal, if you're talking, the rumor is another two-hour show on Saturday. And like you said, it's not a, it's not an out-there rumor. These are all, you know, you have Fightful, you have Andrew Zarian reporting it. You have all these very credible people who've hit on story after story. Uh, so you have two hours on a Wednesday, and you have two hours on a Saturday, one hour on a Friday. And that's just for AEW. And then you still have Ring of Honor. You have a lot of TV to take up, a lot of screen time, I should say. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they actually do start. I'm more – it doesn't have to be necessarily cut and dry. This is our this is our Saturday crew. This is our Wednesday crew. But I wouldn't be upset with if someone get used on Wednesday, they don't get used on Saturday type deal because that way you will use up a ton of your talent that you need to use, but also then make a hard decision on who's ROH and let them just be ROH. Let each show have its feel and you'll be better off. Cause if right now the one weakness to all this is a lot of those ROH guys are coming up into, to AEW. And it's not that I'm complaining that the talent's there, but it's like, I like when they're it's delineated cause ROH is telling its own good stories. Let the ROH guys just be the ROH guys. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> The the tough thing, and now we're sort of getting into to rumor and innuendo again. The Saturday show has not been confirmed or announced officially by anybody, but enough places are sort of talking about it that it's pretty much a done deal. And the whole reason that they're talking about a roster sort of split is because of the fact that they want to bring back CM Punk to sort of lead this Saturday show. And there are people who... Uh, apparently may have it in their contract that say they will not work with CM Punk uh, and they don't even want to be in the same building as CM Punk. So they have to sort of figure out a way to, to keep them apart. Now, the other thing that sort of worries me about something like that, Shlong, is we've seen it with the other guys. They have quote unquote roster splits. They don't fucking stick to it and it don't work. But um I think the issue there is the fact that you have two different networks who want stars on both networks, right? Like you have Fox who wants to see stars on their side. You have USA who and NBC who want to see the stars on their side. And it's hard to sort of split up the star power on both, you know, to one show and not have it with the other network who wants it. In this case, I think if you do have something like that, if you stick to it, it's not as big a deal because it's all part of the same network. You know what I mean? Like you don't have a network fighting over whose network the stars are going to be on. But the problem is sticking to it. So if they don't do a strict brand split, essentially, right, I'm okay with it, but I'm with you. If you're going to use somebody then on a Wednesday, don't use them on a Saturday. You know, Rampage is sort of its own beast, so it is sort of what it is. But it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I don't think I think there's enough time to go around with the third show to have guys like Commander not get lost in the shuffle. So either way, Schlong, it's a great signing in my eyes. You keep somebody who apparently the other guys were interested in away from them, but also he's been proven to do great things for you in the ring on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I love it. I really do. All I'll say is about the roster split. I don't actually understand. There's one thing I don't understand, and it's the hard nature of it. And that's where I would say with, with the punk thing, 
unless the contract the Bucks have, the Bucks, I'm assuming, and again, no one's, I don't know anything. When I say the Bucks, we're assuming it's them because of the events. That's like, the rumor. That's just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not by any means, I know nothing. So this isn't me breaking news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't break it if I tried because I don't have any sources. But I'm assuming if the if the contract the Bucks had was like, hey, we don't want to work with him. And it, apparently or be around him, whatever. I don't understand. Unless their contract specifies and they get to stay on Wednesday night, I don't necessarily know why you need to have a hard cut. You you book, you just have to book them opposite each other. And then, you, of course, you don't want to double book shows. Like, you don't want to have all your talent that's featured on Wednesday be featured on Saturday and vice versa. But you can always switch it up who is where or when. So there's no reason to like the problem WWE was running into was that like not only did the the, the brand split not mean anything it would just be the same guys on the show you can use different guys on different shows but you don't have to treat it like they're two different brands it's just oh this Wednesday punks on dynamite okay this Saturday punks on whatever the Saturday this next Saturday punks on whatever the Saturday show is oh the trios have been defended on dynamite twice. Now they're going to the Saturday show and it's not like a hard and fast rule. It's just whenever they get booked, I think that would be better because it would give, it would keep things interesting. Like you wouldn't know who would be where, when, and all you have to do is keep a handful of guys from each other. But that also runs the assumption that is only a handful of guys. And there's not other people in the locker room saying, I don't want to work with this person or whatever. And if that's the case, then you really have to take a step back and be like, are we all adults here? Right. And the tough thing, too, is that, you know, again, we don't know anything, but the rumors are that there are a number of people who don't want to work with CM Punk. Uh, I don't know who they are, but you assume it's the Bucks. You assume maybe it's Kenny. And the other thing, too, is the the Bucks contracts are going to be coming up, so they could be possibly using this as a bargaining chip. Um, So who knows? Now, the other rumor is that you know, again, through some of these other outlets that are reporting this Saturday show, the rumor is, is that the network wants CM Punk to sort of maybe not be the face, but be the big sort of marketing draw in for a Saturday night show. And if that's the case and he's going to be featured on Saturdays, then you're going to have to sort of figure out how to keep your roster happy by not having them work together and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. It's a lot of rumor right now or as uh you know uh conrad might say rumor and innuendo you know is that uh there's there's a lot of sort of factors at play but we don't know anything yet until anything officially comes out it's all just rumors being reported by everybody again some of those places have a good track record but it's not confirmed so we don't know so we'll see yeah we'll have to see how it plays out uh, so moving on, Renee interviews FTR, uh, backstage. She shows them footage from earlier in the day where Mark Briscoe gets beaten down and they run off to check on him. Uh, and that's when Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh and Sanjay are already there. And Mark is yelling that he's ready to go now, but you know, the trainer says he can't. So Mark wants Jay Lethal to team with FDR in his place. Uh, and they all reluctantly, you know, agree for their mutual friend to sort of work together. Um, so 
we're leading to a, a four-way match. I know they, I think they announced it for Rampage, but it's going to be, I guess, uh, Jay Lethal and uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, with FTR versus, uh, I guess, uh, Daddy Abs, you know, um, Davari, um, oh my God, uh, Josh Woods. And I don't know who the fourth was. I, I honestly don't remember. I, I saw it, but I just don't remember. Oh, uh, did we do Slim J? Slim J, yes, there it is. That's the one. So we'll see what happens there, but uh, it's Kate's favorite tag team. Remember, she said it's Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, Big Gap, Gun Club, Big Gap, Techno Team 2000, Killer Bees, everybody else. Yep. Just always remember it's Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, then Gun Club, Big Gap, then everyone else. That's right. So moving on from that, Je- uh, Chris Jericho takes his uh, entrance to the ring, and that's where Adam Cole also makes his entrance because they're going to meet face-to-face. And Cole says that for anybody who's followed his career, they know how much he studied and idolized Jericho, and his catchphrase was inspired by Chris. Uh, and he was reading his first book in high school and said that someday he wanted to be like Jericho. And fast forward to now, they're sharing a ring together. He offers a handshake, and Jericho reciprocates. And Jericho says he's been watching Adam's stuff and wanted to say from the bottom of his heart that he has absolutely zero respect for Adam Cole. And as a matter of fact, he thinks he's an arrogant son of a bitch and the audacity that he had to interrupt his celebration last week was unacceptable. He also tells Cole that he's lucky he doesn't slap his dumb face. And that's when Adam tells him he's been a real jagoff lately, which was a great nod to the Pittsburgh crowd as jagoff is apparently huge in Pittsburgh. And the JAS uh, look at him like he's a god, but who's the real Chris Jericho? The guy that has them fight his battles for him or the guy who's the absolute greatest to ever do this? And Cole says he thinks the real Jericho is an insecure, fickle, stupid idiot. No more looking down the ramp and giving each other the side eye. Chris asks for his attention. He's got it. So now what? Jericho says, first of all, he's not a jagoff. And second of all, Adam just doesn't impress him. They uh, say you don't want to meet your heroes. And in this case, that's 100% true. And Cole shouldn't want anything to do with him. <clears throat> and we'll turn around and get out of the ring that Chris Jericho built right here, right effing now. And that's when Cole asks what he wants to do about it. And they start to shove each other. But Adam gets hit in the corner and puts uh, and puts the boots to Jericho. That's when Danny, Danny Garcia makes his entrance to to uh, even the odds, so to say, even though they're, you know, outnumbering Cole. And that's when Britt Baker comes down to slap Jericho across the face. Well, Jericho is a master manipulator because the outcasts slide out from under the ring and lay out Dr. Britt Baker. Cole gets handcuffed to the ropes. And that's when Garcia brings a kendo stick into the ring. Uh, Adam is begging Chris to hit him, but Jericho turns and hands it to Soraya, who then begins to crack Britt Baker over the back while Cole is begging for them to let Britt Baker go. And, um, you know, they sort of leave the ring together. So there's this little sort of group. The outcasts are helping out JAS. JAS is helping out the outcasts. And um, Adam Cole is just apologizing to Britt Baker as they sort of get themselves cut out of the ring. Schlong, what did you think about this? Um, I sort of liked the fact that the outcasts were were working with Jericho because um, that was the only way 
you could sort of neutralize Britt Baker, and they clearly have the issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked this. I liked the crossover. I liked that they took Britt seriously enough to have to find someone to to neutralize her. Uh, not everyone's going to be in favor of that dramatic scene that's very WWE in a lot of ways, but I liked it. I thought it added tension to the story. I think it's a way you give a real feeling to the to the Jericho uh, Jericho Adam Cole story because really gives heat where there might not have been any. Um, and of course, it, it I think it makes the outcast seem a lot more serious than they had been in a lot of ways because they hadn't done anything like that yet. So no, I really enjoyed it. I think this is the kind of story, this was something this story desperately needed, which was a, an up in stakes, which is beating someone with a kendo stick. And while their significant other is handcuffed in the ring, handcuffed in the most odd way I've ever seen, but handcuffed. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I was sort of wondering, like, wait a minute, why is there this giant chain? Like, yeah, you know, it should have sort of been done differently, but you know what? It worked. Like, it, oh, yeah. it worked. It was so, actually an interesting way to do it. I've just never seen that before. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the other thing I appreciate about this schlong is, um, they don't, they really haven't on a on dynamite or sort of their wrestling program played up the fact that Adam Cole and Britt Baker are in this relationship, right? Like they don't go to this well all the time. They do with some other people like Sammy and Tay. And, you know, that's the other big one I could think of. So I, I kind of enjoyed this because this was really like the first major time. It was like, Oh, Britt Baker's coming down to save her boyfriend, you know, and they have this relationship and they're using it sort of in this story. I, I don't mind it. Um, since yeah. we don't really see a lot of it. So that was a lot of fun, uh, for me. Well, Seeing the story evolve was fun. Obviously, uh, seeing somebody get beat down from a kendo stick, not fun. Um, we also schlong get a video from the Hardys, Isaiah Cassidy and Hook. Matt Hardy does tell us to keep our phones out and fully charged so we'll know when the next deletion is happening. And Jeff also says he's going to talk to the AEW crowd on Friday at Rampage along with Hook and uh, Isaiah Cassidy. So uh, not much there. But it is interesting, Schlong, that they talk about the next deletion. So double delete, double delete. But we do move on to our next match. It's Jake Hager and 2.0 versus the acclaimed uh, and daddy ass. And the big thing here is that if uh, if the acclaimed lose, they have to drop all the gimmicks and sort of join officially join up with the uh, J.A.S. Well, that ain't going to happen because Billy Gunn and the acclaimed win by pinfall with the mic drop from Max Caster on Angelo Parker to ensure that they can remain on their own. Now, Schlong, I didn't necessarily have a problem with this match. There's not too much to dig into because I don't think anybody really thought that the acclaimed were going to lose this match and have to join the JAS. But I guess my one question to you is, is this story over? So a couple of things. I part of me thought they might lose through shenanigans, but lose and have to join because it'd be really funny to see them as part of the JAS. Uh, probably not completely over. I don't know. Uh, I don't mind any of this. It's kind of a, and I say this in the best way, it's not a, it's it, it's a throwaway feud, but in a good way, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. not the most heavily involved, but it, it, both teams have emotion involved. They're they're interested. They're both such talent, talented groups that I'm glad they're getting work. Uh, sometimes you need this after, you know, the, the feuds, you know, that they had been had been having that you need a, a little bit of a refresher. And truthfully, this is giving 2.0 a chance to shine away from Jericho and all this is letting them be them. And 
again, the acclaimed getting a chance to to re- reset after losing their, their belts. Yeah, I agree with you on on everything you said. To be honest, I do like the fact that the that two is sort of shining on their own, and um, and I sort of like that they're taking sort of that um that old dark order line. Remember when the dark order used to have uh, uh, silver and Reynolds recruiting people? Uh, yeah. I kind of like that. That's sort of what Angelo Parker and uh, Matt Menard are doing. Uh, so, um, so I like it. We'll see if that's the end of it. I will say this um, just stepping back. Jesse Ozog said that uh, his wife liked this scene a lot with uh, Britt Baker and Adam Cole and said, uh, this has more drama than some TV shows that they watch. So hmm. a good thing. TBS. I was going to say TNT knows drama, but that this was on TBS. So it no. doesn't even work. That's true. TBS, we know reruns of no, TBS. It was uh, something comedy. It had like a laughing thing. Oh, well, I just thought it was TBS. We do reruns of, uh, you know, the nerd shows. Yeah, well, whatever gets the viewers. So this leads us into the main event for the night. Schlong Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Sammy Guevara for the world championship. Number one contenders tournament semifinal for the pillars to see who's going to move on and uh, try to get to face uh, MJF. So again, we've got this added layer here with uh, Sammy Guevara as well as um, MJF and the offer and all that stuff. Um, But sort of going through this, you know, um, Sammy Guevara gets a little bit of help um, by MJF and MJF comes down, cracks Perry in the head with the title and Sammy Guevara is able to win by pinfall uh, or by count out, excuse me. Uh, and um, post-match Max and Sammy are celebrating get together like they're best friends because maybe now they are. So again, this is all playing into uh, sort of this offer, right? That um, if Sammy Guevara get, is guaranteed to get through and lay down at, at the pay-per-view that he's going to get a big payday. Right. So, you know, shenanigans here, maybe Sammy's playing, you know, what I think maybe Sammy's playing him here just to get there. And then he's going to try to win that title. Obviously, we're going to get a match. Um, But I didn't have a problem with this. I mean, obviously, I hate sort of the shenanigans finish. Right. But again, I think this sort of adds to Jack Perry. Right. Like I didn't lose this match. Um, You know. I got interfered with. I still deserve my shot. You know, I don't know. What'd you think here, Slong? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, uh, just trying to see if I, I don't know, like, I hate the shenanigans, to be honest. I, I, I know it's, I just didn't want it, but I'm interested to see what Sammy and MJF have going on. Because they're acting buddy-buddy, but Sammy wants that title. So when does that turn, and how does it turn? And are we getting actually going to get the four-way, and these shenanigans are what does it? Like, they try they, they try to get away from it, and then all of a sudden, Tony Khan has to come in and be like, all right, you've cheated your way to this. I'm not letting that happen. We're doing a four-way. Like, right. So I, that's, that's kind of – it was a good match. I mean, the wrestlers are great, so of course it was a good match. I just – I don't know. These shenan- shenanigans like this can wear on me sometimes, but 
I'm just, I think part of me thinks this is, we're still getting the four way and this is how they do it. They cheat their way to the four way. They could certainly get to the four way this way, right? By the shenanigans. If they don't, I think the swerve is obviously still on. Sammy, you know, is just using this to get to the title shot, right? And then, um, you know, really tries to wrestle MJF. Um, you know, it's an interesting tactic because it's a little bit of a heel tactic, right? And Sammy's not not a face. He's a heel. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But obviously next week it's going to be Sammy and Darby. And then we'll see what they do. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't love the shenanigan finish because the match was good. But it is what it is, right? MJF is going to gonna try to find an easy way to retain his title. So, he's a heel, god damn it. But that was the show. That was that was the show. Not a bad show. A little weird production shit. The product in the ring wasn't bad. Um, I didn't mind this show. We are obviously now starting to set up for double or nothing. So we've got to start building these stories, which clearly it feels like they started doing that tonight in a lot of ways with the elite and the Black Combat Club with, you know, Jericho and, and Adam Cole and clearly here with the title picture. So. Um, not bad. Got to build the stories and let's see how they start to shake out next week. Shlong, we already talked about some of the extra stuff that sort of happened. Commander got signed, the the rumored uh, Saturday show. The only other thing that I really had on the radar was uh, that Dax Harwood's FTR podcast um, is done. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. he did uh, announce that, um, you know, um, while the show's covered a lot of stuff and he's got, it's gotten him a lot of attention. Um, you know, um, this is, this is it. Um, what it's become, the way others have responded to it led to his discussion sort of to end this. Um, he did say that, uh, when we started the podcast, you know, that's him and his, his co-host, um, they wanted to do good wrestling. Um, and he was looking forward to, and still, do and did uh he says looking forward to bringing my thoughts on psychology in ring action what i thought was good wrestling my love for bret hart and break down some of the things that we had done in our career and some of our biggest moments i knew that we would probably ruffle a few feathers i know that i can the only thing i should apologize for is how the journalists and the news sites took a section of something i said and made it seem like i was such a bad human being I want to apologize to not only my fans, I want to apologize to the people who already uh, didn't like me and fans of, for example, the Young Bucks, fans of Kenny Omega, fans of MJF, or anybody else who I may have upset. I want to apologize to them because I never wanted you to hate me so much that you would say some of the things you said to me. Going into this podcast, I never thought that would happen. I hate that. Uh, I hate that happened. I thought uh, I was way more mentally tough than I am, but I admit I'm not. I don't think I can handle some of the things that are said. I also don't know if my, uh, I want my daughter 10 years from now to read some of the things that are said about me. Ultimately, we all wanted to do good for wrestling. I don't think that this podcast, as much as we tried, as hard as we tried, I don't think that this podcast was reflecting that for whatever reason. With fans, I feel like we kind of made life more difficult for them because there are a lot of fans, myself included, when I was a fan. 
where their life did almost did almost revolve around wrestling because they loved it so much. I was the same way as a kid. I think we both feel that we were causing more harm than good, even though we're trying to do good. It just didn't come across that way. I guess we didn't prioritize it that way. We were more of a detriment to professional wrestling than we thought we never uh, and we never wanted to be that. So it is what it is, Schlong. I honestly, you know, with the fact that I haven't really been commuting, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts because my work day is so crazy. I can't have headphones going. Um, but uh, from what I heard, it was a pretty interesting show. A little bit of a lightning rod with what he said, but uh, a quick run for Dax. Would it be surprised if he was pressured to to put an end to this? Uh, I don't know. I think I actually take him at his word that he wasn't that it, he didn't like the response it was getting. I think he takes that shit seriously. So I don't think he liked that stuff he was saying was becoming like clickbait headlines. I think he was like, it, it wasn't worth the, the hassle for him. Yeah, I, I, you know, there might have been some pressure. I don't think they said stop it or you're done. But, uh, you know, like in, in particular, you know, I think he was talking a lot about uh, the pitch but for a punk FTR versus the elite at all at Wembley, you know, um, you know, sharing messages, punk sent him about wanting to return to AEW and wrestling, you know, that resulted in like death threats calling people, you know, people wanting, you know, his job, uh, wanting him to be released, uh, insults being directed at his, at his daughter, you know, uh, I think that all sort of obviously weighs into a decision too more heavily than anything else. Uh, I also read that he apologized to Wheeler and Punk for any toxicity that came their way uh, because of the podcast. And he did speak about how much Cass's uh, recent support has meant to him. But um, they did say there was, you know, he said there was no pressure from AEW or Tony Khan to shut it down and didn't rule out the possibility that it could return at some point. But uh, you never know. It could have been other people not TK or, or any, but maybe some of the other wrestlers were sort of saying, him, what the fuck, you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it is what it is. It's over. Uh, but who knows it can return. So we'll see. All I know Shlong, is that we're definitely going to return next week, uh, to talk about, uh, AEW wrestling dynamite specifically and anything else that's going on in our, our world, uh, of wrestling. So, uh, Shlong, why don't you tell the people where they can check you out uh, when you're not here? You can find me live tweeting dark, dark elevation every Monday and Tuesday at Mark order pod on Twitter. Uh, and I'll interact with you all the other time anyway. And then if you want to talk dark or anything wrestling, I'd love to do more of that. So please interact. Just don't be a jerk. Good call. Just don't be a jerk. That's all we want. We actually, Schlong, it's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because as we were sort of tweeting on our road trip, like I was, you know, tweeting things out from the account. I don't do a lot of it, but I was. And, um, you know, somebody did mention how uh, they they love the fact that we were, you know, so open and welcoming to people. And that's exactly what we want, right? So keep the negativity away. We'll talk to you. If you say you don't like something, we'll sort of talk about it and stuff like that. But just don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like. You're you're more than welcome to disagree with that with my with minor aunt's thoughts. You're more than well or Kate well Kate uh, minor aunt's thoughts or I mean it's really welcome. you're 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 the one spearheading the the yeah. Twitter. Anyway, way, but even if I'm but, tweet if you chew or I'm tweeting a thought I know you had, sure. But um, you're more than welcome to disagree or just just 
dislike something that I liked or vice versa. I love that discussion of why you liked it or I didn't like it. But if you're a jerk about it, I don't want to have that conversation. Like, there's no right or wrong about a wrestling opinion. That's right. That's why it's an opinion. So, um, let's see what else. So, Schlong mentioned it. Uh, you know, follow us on the Twitter at Mark Order Pod. Uh, for that matter, give us a follow on all our socials if you can at Mark Order Pod, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. All the places that you'll uh, that you'll find us on social, um, you know, we appreciate all the follows and and stuff like that. It definitely helps us out. Uh, so if that's the least you could do, you know, uh, we appreciate it. We want to thank everybody for watching along live with us tonight too. Thanks everybody, Gordon, Jesse Ozog, you know it, checking in, uh, Slonamite, um, Asian Joe, uh, Ricardo, uh, you know, Mike from Indeed. Uh, just everybody else who, uh, Pedro, uh, everybody else who, uh, was checking us out tonight live. Uh, we love that you guys are in here checking us out, chatting along with each other. We see it. We see you guys talking to each other too. We love it that it's a nice little community where you guys can chat with each other live. Um, so thank you. Uh, if you are checking us out in podcast form, we appreciate that greatly too. Um, be sure if you're listening uh, in whatever, whatever podcast forum or platform, give us a subscribe, like, rate, review, whatever you can do. That definitely helps us out in the podcast world um, with uh, the audio format. If you've never checked us out, head over to the YouTube and definitely see some of the videos of the show. Some of the stuff we do here is crazy when the characters show up concerned citizen the captain uh you know rate the great uh when matt pops in sometimes he's been known to go shirtless or the cats go crazy uh we have a lot of fun in all of the video format or all the video shows live on on youtube we have the playlist set up and stuff like that so you can always go back and check us out uh and if you are watching on on uh, youtube we appreciate all the subscribes. Uh, please subscribe, you know, sign up for the alerts so you never forget when the show is uh, and stuff like that. We appreciate all of that comment, all that kind of stuff. Uh, for those looking for ways to support us, you can do that for free by clicking the link tree uh, and requesting free stickers. Uh, just give us your full name, your full mailing address, your the country you live in, as well as your email in case we have any questions about your address. And we will send you out some free Mark Order podcast stickers. Uh, no shipping, no handling, no charge. We send them anywhere in the world. So, uh, no matter where you are, just let us know. And I mentioned we're sending some to Canada. I got to send some to Germany. Uh, it's been a, a crazy week, so I'll get those out in the mail as soon as I can. Sorry to SJ and Kratzo for those being a little delayed, but we'll definitely send them out. And for those of you looking to spend some of your hard earned dollars on us, we, we can't believe people want to do it, but certainly check out the link tree and, uh, hit up our pro wrestling tea store. If you're not in the link tree, you can go to pro wrestling slash Mark order pod, uh, or just search pro wrestling tees for Mark order podcast. And we'll pop right up. You can see we've got four shirts up for sale two front prints two front and back double-sided prints. Uh, so, uh, all the money that you spend there helps us out. Uh, we sink it right back into this show, uh, for whatever we need to, uh, help make this uh, show better. Uh, so we thank you for doing that. Beyond that, we got nothing else. We will definitely be back next week. We'll see if Kate's not too big to join us next week. You know, we'll see her mood. Uh, but we'll be here to talk about Dynamite and everything else. 
So thank you all for listening. Schlong, always a pleasure. And it was so much fun to see you and hang out Sunday too. Uh, always yeah. fun. It was a good time. Good time had by all. So uh, thanks to everybody for checking us out. And we will see you next week here on the Mark Order Podcast. Be safe, be cool, and uh, we'll check you out next time. the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.